listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah, baby boy. In the place to be. I'm writing shit that I feel Raps of black steel in the hour of commotion Emotion of calm It's like that of an ocean devotion Cause I'm the earth wind and fire A hip hop by rock him in short I've been inspired My shit knocks a fire Mix the cats with 17s Ted, time is money The mind is funny How it's spent on getting it I'm sitting with descendants of Abraham Who say the jam is money cash holes I went from bashful to asshole to international Love herself Word to mother on my last record cover is felt, now deal with it. Magazine writers and C's Who request hot shit, I freeze And tell them where I was rose, he always said cold Hold your horses and your carriages, it's never went gold, nigga Rock shows, careless You're not gonna respect self, at least respect the heritage Affected lives is where the wealth and the merit is I realize what I portray day to day, I gotta carry this And beast rhymes and life is where the marriage is Had dreams of fucking R&B bras that came true Journalists I wrecked, shared the same view Picked up a fallen angel on the path that I MC Familiar voice come to find out the angel was me Some say you change it, Rashi Times are we still close, I rhyme far away, 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 but what you accustomed to hearing Putting it down, putting it down, ain't nothing, well, ain't no thing to me, and it ain't too many hoes that can hang with me. It's like that, as a matter of fact, when it comes to the breath, tat 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 <laughs> I told that all to pieces. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. I couldn't remember the beat to the song. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to read it. Yeah, well, you tried. You know, I'm sure that she paused a lot and said, oops. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure that's how that verse went. Of course. Of course. Um, I think I got it right here. Let me see if I can play it for you. Get to her part. Yeah, sounds about the same to me. I'm sure everyone in the chat room agrees. I thought I couldn't tell the difference. Oh, you know I'd be remixing over here, son. I hear you. <laughs> well, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast, uh, comedy podcast to do three times a week. And today is the feedback show. Yes, sir. Um, in order to submit feedback, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Uh, the easiest of which, go to theblackouttips.com. And you can do all kinds of great stuff like uh, leave comments on the blogs, uh, on, the, on the episode posts. You can uh, vote in the polls and leave comments there. You can... Um, uh, like 
you know email us at the at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh you can follow us on twitter you, i mean so many ways to get in contact with the show you can call us the phone number for the show is 704-557-0186 talk to us live today when we do feedback when we open up the phone lines or leave us a voicemail throughout the week that also works um in order to uh you know do this show it we need fans like we couldn't do it without you guys nope. like in order to get the recognition that we're getting in order to kind of blow up a little bit like we're doing it's you guys i know and y'all and y'all have made us uh did we win we we own awards don't we with um dexter and them well no <laughs> karen's just making stuff up um i am not making stuff up dexter came in his his film dirty therapy came in yes. second at an indie film festival we didn't win anything no but we help part we, of the crew right we, we helped them you. play second by promoting them and stuff so as far so. as i'm concerned he won damn it dexter i won too yeah karen's <laughs> just taking all the credit from dexter none of your hard work dexter just us Mm-mm. you're welcome by the way yes you are sir you're very welcome <laughs> for the service you paid for <laughs> anyway um you can also do stuff like leave us a uh, itunes review if it's five stars we promise we'll read it on the show regardless of content you can do things like join our facebook page and um you know like us on stitcher favorite us give us a thumbs up share us all that stuff man it's all helping the show because you guys are so great and you love us so much um you can donate to the show it's right there on the side just hit the donate button you can do a recurring donation a one-time donation uh it all goes to the show and help us uh make the show better and uh get new equipment and all that good stuff and uh make sure you guys are um getting the best quality that we can afford um so it's completely up to you guys and uh we love that you guys take the time out of your you know hard-earned money we do to give us some thank you Thank you. Uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is but a ball. And uh, did I say what our twitters were? I don't think I nope. did. Uh, my twitter is at Rodimus Prime. My twitter is say that again. That is in D A T. And the show twitter is at T B G W T. And if you check any social media, we probably have a page there. So check mm-hmm. everything except Pinterest. Because I don't know what the fuck that is. That's <coughs> why we're not set up there yet. Well, yeah, yet. Um, so yeah, let's get into us. Uh, you guys don't give a fuck what we have to say. Let's Mm-mm. let's do the uh, donations and then we'll get into some feedback. Let's do this because that's son. why you're really here. You guys wrote us and took the time out, and uh, you would like to have that acknowledged. And um, I, and I want to hear what you have to say so I can you know tell you how wrong you are or how much you agree <laughs> with me. Uh, Alicia left us a, a recurring donation. Started a recurring donation. Thank you. Um, we will see you next month. And we I hope will. I'm pronouncing that right. Alicia, I believe. Um, thank you. We appreciate it. That's awesome. See you next month. Um, Antonio. Antonio A. He left us a donation. Thank you very much. Thank we you. We will see you. Well, it's a one-time donation. But hopefully we'll see you in the future. Hopefully you won't be like, oh, I disagree with these niggas. No more money. You know? <laughs> Just cut them off. My man Damian Jackson. Who? I am for real. With a recurring donation. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I Appreciate can't help it. that. Your, your name just makes me want to bust out that song. Well, it's you? good that you say the I am for real part, because if not, they'll just think it's a little richer. They're like, I don't get <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does my name sound like Miss Molly? That's Miss, that's right. Neither That has nothing to do with that shit. At all. Uh, the homie Dasman, uh, he donated to the show, man. Um, 
thank you very much Daz. we appreciate mm-hmm. it dude he's always spreading the word on the podcast on the twitter and stuff like that and um just thanks man we appreciate it thank you to everybody who took the time out to donate this week it means a lot to us guys what do you want to do first karen let's do the voicemail oh we're doing voicemails first all right oh we got itunes i didn't know that's itunes okay we'll do itunes reviews Mm -hmm. all right i'm sorry yes remix rewind um all right let's do these itunes reviews uh tell the people how they can leave us an itunes review karen you can leave us an itunes reviews by going to itunes.com and making an account if you already have apple products itunes is already uh, programmed into your uh, Apple product, and you go in and you type in the Black Guy Who Tips, and you leave us a rating where it says write us a rating. You can you can leave stars and write a review. We ask that you leave stars and write a review because then we can read it live on the air, and we will say anything that your fingers can type as long as it's five stars. That's our motto, and we're sticking with it. What if it's four stars? We won't read that shit. Four and a half. Four point nine 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 nine. Got to be five. All right. Let's uh, get into the reviews, man. We have four new reviews, I believe. Um, Noble Brown writes one. He says, long overdue, five stars. I've been listening to and enjoying this podcast for over a year, and I've decided to finally submit a five-star review. Well, we begged and we pleaded, and uh, Noble finally said, I give in. Thank you, Noble. Thank you. Because I guarantee there's people that have listened longer, and they've enjoyed us more, and we've gotten through more work days and all this shit. And at the end of the day, they go, fuck you in that five-star review. Like, so, <laughs> yes. Thank we you, don't Noble. Care. Yeah, I don't care how long We're not it's leaving been. no tips. Yeah. It's like a woman who, uh, you know, finally got that man to marry her. I don't care if it's been 17 years, okay? I got the <laughs> ring now. Thank you, Noble. Thank you. And I finally decided to submit a five-star review. You and Karen keep me laughing all this time, all the time. I really enjoy the mix of ignorance and intelligence that keep the podcast both smart and funny. I don't have much else to say except keep up the great work. Thank you, Noble. And you don't have to say a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Five stars and a few kind words, uh, whatever it is. It, it really tells people that are out there checking for new podcasts to listen mm-hmm. to. Man, these guys got 277 ratings. They got, you know, a hundred something reviews. Well, let me read some of these. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Apparently, people like them. Yes, they do. Uh, nice. Five stars by Sirens3. Just listen to the Die Hood Rat episode. This is a good podcast for a listener to take up a block of time at work. Since we are both urban podcasters we share some of the same listeners y'all should at least listen to one episode of mr com. i'm not asking you to subscribe because you might not like it but i know for a fact some of your listeners will keep up the good work rider karen it's obvious that y'all are in this for the long haul well thank you i'm thank assuming you. mr no good uh appreciate it um and yeah y'all can go out there and uh check out mr com and see what that man's talking about mm-hmm um and if you like it i guess stay around if you don't like it email him don't say shit to me about it (laughs) yes okay we're trying to keep the beef to the other podcast uh digging the show solid youtube says uh (laughs) solid youtube i just i first i first heard about the black eye tips from dark hater and this week in blackness uh this show always makes me laugh thanks sincerely silent j aka the brown hornet thank you very much silent j uh um, yeah and that and yeah that's the beauty of people spreading the word and mm-hmm. you know hearing about the show and stuff and uh yeah we definitely do a different type of show than uh, a lot of other people but yes we do i'm glad you can dig us and we're as well as them yes me too um let's see five stars uh regarding between chris rock and the Tosh place by dark kent slash nyc 
what up rod and karen but listen to your show for a minute while i don't agree with you on everything i do respect please excuse my use of the 90s cliche the realness of your show um uh, well look man i don't expect anyone to agree with everything we say oh no one i i've been known to say some some fucked up shit <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes i say shit just for effect and stuff like that but you know also we're, we're all humans man i mean at, at the end of the day i would like to think what brings us together is the fact that um none of us is really shit so us ag- agreeing or not agreeing is not gonna change the fucking world and mm-hmm. we really shouldn't lose friendships or have beef and shit over that yep. you know i would like at least that's how i would like to feel is like yeah we don't agree on uh, i don't know gay marriage i don't want to like see you die no you know? <laughs> like, no it ain't that serious yeah but you know we, we don't agree and i would like i would hope that that i would hope that that uh resonates throughout the fan base i would mm-hmm. hope that that people can like hear that and go um you know what i don't agree with them but i don't feel like they're you know chastising me or um yeah ostracizing me or whatever i like i would like people to be like i don't agree but it's cool ain't that the truth if more people did that the world would be a better place yeah i don't want it to turn into politics where it's like i don't agree now you must be shut down it's like mm-hmm. oh shit yeah we yeah it ain't that important to us <laughs> now let's go raise the fun ain't that important all right um it says i felt compelled to give you a five-star review just for saying what needed to be said on this episode on this daniel tosh thing you made a valid point what is missing in the whole discussion is the context of the joke I'm not a comedian, but I do know that good comedy involves timing, accent, and tone. Things that are lost when you read a statement in a flat voice, e.g. what happens when the average dude repeats a Chris Rock joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you like that was one thing, because um, I called Blacking It Up, and I talked to Elon about it for like 10 minutes or so. And um, I thought we had a really good conversation. And I'm pretty sure I understand where he's coming from. I'm not... 100% sure if he understands where I'm coming from or not. I think he does, though. But, um, you know, one thing I thought about after I got off the phone, it was just like one of those, like, fuck, I wish I could bring it back up, but I don't want to, like, stir up that pot again. Mm-hmm. I don't want – and I definitely don't want to – Elon, I think I'm on the side of, like, you know, you can say anything, and it doesn't matter, you know, I, I like I, – because there were some people that were on that, like, extreme side of, like, get over it, bitches. It's just rape, you know, like that shit. I don't want to be that dude. Mm-mm. But – um. I, one thing I wanted to say was like, okay, I my point was like context matters, and we're all accepting this lady's like her her blog as the truth, and this is the only way it could have happened, and this is how it must have happened. And I wanted to say, well, like with with Elon's fried white baby joke, what if now Elon knows that joke backwards before he's good at it, he knows the nuance of it, he gets mm-hmm. the point. What if someone walked out of his show because they were offended and they put a blog post on? Does he think the context that they put it in would be correct? And would it be worth like debating and defending on social media? Like, because that's kind of like where I was with with Tosh was Mm -hmm. like, if if he's saying this is not how this happened, but it is still a rape joke, and I'm not going to fucking like explain it on twitter because it really serves no purpose i have to just walk away Mm -hmm. and hope people understand that i wouldn't say what she said i said that way yeah um and because he says in his apology was like hey i sincerely apologize you know all misquotes and context aside i still you know apologize to this person and i was thinking like you know 
people kept just ignoring the whole context uh, part of that and the misquoting part like well he shouldn't even have said that just apologize or don't it's like but what if she did misquote him what if the context yeah. was what if it was out of context because if i just walked around saying elon james supports uh killing and frying white babies people would be like but that that's not that joke i was there i laughed i thought it was funny i i didn't feel like he was saying that it was okay to kill and eat white babies Babies. you know what i mean so i you know i felt like if you read that blog though it was seen it seemed to be like no he's endorsing this thing yeah and whatnot and i do think it's a difference between when you read something and you hear something and i think that a lot of people forget in the age of social media you can read a lot of shit that is not meant to be read in a certain manner but you know maybe because you're sensitive maybe because you know you're looking at a different way it might even be how you feel that day you might actually read something in a manner that's maybe not meant to be interpreted versus you hear it you can hear the tone you can hear you know you can maybe see their facial expressions like it's a lot more to a joke than just reading a joke yeah eddie murphy has a good bit uh on one of his stand-ups about that about the people going home repeating his jokes and, and just fucking tearing them up. it to pieces right and and it's kind of, and it's true like uh, most people will go home and just they don't even know why the shit was so funny and then they they fuck it up when they're retelling it because they don't have all the context and nuance yeah so. he'd be like he said he said he was walking down the yard they'd be like eddie fuck you man fuck you man it, it's like okay this right it's not what i said but i'm glad you got the joke and the you know and then you know you would like to think or i would think Someone who was angry enough to walk out is probably not um, gonna do you any favors. <laughs> they're not gonna. No. They're not gonna be like, well, okay, look, I I don't think there's no joke he could have made because that was the other thing people were saying. Well, I've heard some jokes that I think are funny from rape about rape, but I don't think this joke is. And it's like, well, she doesn't think any of the jokes are. So yes. even even if Sarah Silverman was on stage giving the joke that you think is acceptable, she wouldn't. Have, she would have been like, "That's never funny." I'm gonna go home and write about you or some shit. Like, yeah, you know, I'm leaving now. You can't do that yeah. joke in front of me. Yeah, you and you have those type of people, which maybe I don't understand. Go to see a comedian, then have no sense of humor, and then offend it when they leave. It's like, why did you come? And you know, you have no sense of humor. Well, I think it's you know, I think supposedly she didn't come to see him. She came to see another comedian, and he was there. She stayed. And she got offended. Even still, I think I don't think anyone it can tell someone when and not when and when they can't be offended. You know, like that's true. You know, I, I I think if you get offended, that's on you. You can walk out. You can do whatever you want to do. There's nothing wrong with you being offended. You know, but at the same time, um, that's where your line is. True. And sometimes you have to understand that everyone's everybody, not there with you. No, and everybody everybody tolerance level might not be as low as yours. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Some argue that you can't. Make make rape jokes because it is a serious problem in our society but cannibalism cannibalism jokes are fine of course but because it's absurd because that would never happen in our society oh florida uh, <laughs> now you know and what i was thinking was like um there's other jokes that we've kind of decided are okay to make mm-hmm. and yeah, there's no about some fucked up shit in the yeah jokes. there's no rhyme or reason to mm-hmm. why why those jokes are okay to make like you, there's people that don't literally seriously do not think abortion is funny ever religiously they have dedicated all this time to fighting against it and there's comedians that you know make abortion jokes all the time mm-hmm. like it's not even a thing it's Mm-mm. 
you know and but but we you know but we just kind of understand you know what i think really happened was that a lot of people just don't like daniel tosh and just yep. as good as opportunity as any to be like fuck this guy yep. again you know? that's right <clears throat> now while reading the joke i will say it doesn't seem funny at all but again i wasn't in the room i didn't see any video of it so best to reserve my judgment rather than being a myopically self-righteous about my line on in the sand uh but laughing at the joke about rape doesn't make you an endorser of rape Mm-mm. just as laughing at a joke about eating babies doesn't make you an endorser of cam- cannibalism ain't nothing wrong with it's funny anyway on that chris rock thing fuck them crackers dark can't nyc oh lord <laughs> you just, just handed <laughs> shit like and racism i'm out all right what do you what do you want to do voicemails yes sir all right we got voicemails in order to leave a voicemail you call the show 704-557-0186 and uh Try to keep it below three minutes, man. Um, if it's above three minutes, it may or may not get played. Is at your own risk. I'm just letting you know. So I got Tiff Nation, Ryan Candace, your boy Daz. What up, Daz? Uh, yeah, I didn't talk about it on the last feedback show, but I know you're going to. July 4th weekend, a week, 2012, was basically coming out of a closet week. Anderson Cooper. Did a 360 and came out. I, I don't think I was surprised about that. He came out way after John Lennon. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't think anybody was surprised. I mean, I don't know his struggle. But, um, that's his life. He, I had it for me. Come out, whatever. And then, you know, Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. That was why that's significant. Or, according to me, is that, you know, we don't really, in the black community, accept homosexuality. And they, I just sent you a, and the email, Lil Scrappy, I don't know why he's still irrelevant, but, uh, TMZ did an article, Lil Scrappy, was saying, basically, him coming out was good, because maybe other download brothers come out, and something to the effect of, uh, <laughs> real man, straight man, I have to worry about getting STDs from women who are sleeping with brothers on the down low. That whole statement, basically, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it duplicating being a real man with being a heterosexual male. That shit has to go out of the, out of the door. That's heavily in Western culture, period. It's not just black, the black community. But, but the idea of there being a, a connection between a gay community or a down low community mm-hmm. and STDs, I'm he didn't articulate it properly. I might not articulate this thought properly myself, but I'm going to attempt. Basically, you have too many people who have that Brian Long logic where it's a little Latin boy who's doing a homosexual act and not that person. And so they don't take that sex serious. So they don't think there's going to be serious consequences for sex. There's serious consequences, particularly... And every sexual act you have, it be emotional, so- social, or your health. So, it's also uh, the pressure that society puts on gay people to not come out, not to be proud of who they are, their sexuality. Everything of, they create for self, they can't do that because society puts pressure on them not to be themselves. And hopefully, because of what uh, Frank Ocean has done, that can change. But that's my time. 
somehow let y'all, I, I know what you got to, y'all gonna say y'all peace on Alright, peace. Peace. Alright, um, Karen, did you understand what he was trying to say? Because I'm not sure I understood what his point was. Kinda, sorta. Okay, what do you, you think? You know, I understand he was talking about it was come at the closet week. Yeah. You know, and how, you know, Anderson Cooper, you know, he spun around and did a 360 and told everybody he was gay and um frank ocean i understood that part and i understood when he was talking about like the black community but the thing about it is that a lot of people a lot of people are homophobic homophobic yeah i'm tearing that up homophobic (laughs) homophobic (laughs) that's good i know across the board (laughs) it might as well be homophobic um and i think that a lot of times in our society it's like Oh, it's just all the black people when that's not true. And it's a lot of black people that are very, very accepting of it. But for some reason, we get pushed to the side like we don't exist because it's such a loud voice against it mm. in our community. But there are a lot of people that are accepting of it, won't shoot them, won't beat them up. You know, be like, well, you do you. You ain't fucking with me and just keep it pushing our friends and family members and things like that. And I think that um, for a lot of people, it's reality. And for the people that are just so far off, I know a lot of times it's religious reasons that are behind it. But even a lot of religious people have become acceptable and don't, you know, come out and want to banish them all to hell. Okay. Yeah. Here's my thing. Um, I don't accept that black people are more homophobic than other people. That's the problem. I don't agree with the premise of that shit Mm -mm. uh, off tops. I think uh, it makes other people feel superior to say that black people by themselves hold this like hierarchy of mm-hmm. ignorance mm-hmm. uh but when i look at chick-fil-a literally spending millions, millions millions of dollars to stop gay marriage in california you know when i see jesus christ latter uh whatever the church of latter-day saints that bullshit when i see them organizing and protesting against people voting for gay marriage i that's not a black thing you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But somehow it always lands at the doorstep of the reverend so-and-so and he ain't really down with them gays. You know what I mean? Al Sharpton is on his TV, on his radio show saying why people need to go and vote for gay marriage. And we're still going to get black people don't like gays. So I, I don't I don't believe that shit, first of all. And, and, well, I don't accept that premise. And also the thing is that when you talk about the overall population, we are very, very small. So that's yeah. the part I don't under, understand. Like, every time something gets voted and it gets voted down when it has to deal with gay and lesbian, everybody goes, well, no, it's black people. Do you know black people is like maybe 5 or 10% voting? So what does that tell you about the other percentage that voted against it, too? It wasn't yeah, it's, us. it's really ridiculous. Um, But, I, and I don't, and I'm, at this point, I'm not even sure that's what Jazz is saying no. i'm just saying in general my thoughts on it are just um people are in the closet because it's just not it's, ex- our, it's just our world yep. like it's not a black thing it's not a white, white thing. thing like like mm-hmm. it's ironic that uh that it's ironic that anderson cooper comes out the closet officially the same week as frank ocean but people go well you know it was more taboo for frank ocean like well frank ocean's younger true more newer in his career hangs out with a group of younger people and is in hip-hop culture and came out at a younger age without any real repercussions as opposed to anderson cooper Cooper. fucking like 50 and it came out way later you know what i mean but that but somehow that gets thrown at the at the the, uh feet of black people 
it always gets thrown at our feet like yeah y'all the reason like no nigga motherfuckers are just uh on the down low if they want to be on the down low like mm-hmm. it doesn't like that shit ain't a black thing a white thing like that worst thing that happened was that fucking book that came out that was like yeah on the down low is this that and the other you know what i mean like like whoever wrote the on the download book and gave that shit to black people was like so what was it not on the download when white people was doing this shit oh it was because y'all didn't have a cool term <laughs> i think that was it nobody knew what to call it yeah but I, I feel you though dads um i just think both of them niggas came out um and i i mean honestly man i feel like the coming out shit is it's good that it's not being as big a deal as it used to be you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i appreciate that shit like because it really shouldn't be a big deal about who Mm-mm. somebody else is fucking. I'm not, like, to me, that's like a, a dude walking in my house and being like, I'm fucking Brenda from up the street. I don't care. I really don't care. We're not fucking, and that's the most that I need to know about you and your sex life. Yep. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> you could come in and tell me you're fucking um, Kim K. It's not my dick. Good luck for you, bruh. <laughs> you know, I'm not in. All right, next question, Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Greg. Um, I was listening to your uh, episode, Will Scrappy the Scientist. Yeah. Once I get my thoughts together about Will Scrappy, I'll probably leave a, uh, another message. Okay. But about the um, the team BJ NBA thing, uh, I thought you were going to hit on it when you were talking about, like, the guys standing around trying to validate themselves being straight and it being a little awkward. One, I think there will be some fathers and sons there, <laughs> and I think that the the motives will there'll be different motives. Like the fathers, those I think there'll be at least one father who brought his son in the hopes that Sarah J or Angelina Castro will uh, suck the gay uh, out of his son, and he'll be straight. <laughs> you know, um, there may even possibly be a mother who brought her son. Uh, to get the gay sucked out of them. Oh, so, man. I uh, hope not. Me either. That's just a, a scenario I uh, I was thinking of. And I think it's, it's going to really be out there. So um, that's my head uh, for right now. And I'll be uh, calling you all back later. Please. Suck the gay out of my son? Like, suck my dick straight? I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> I don't think that'll work, man. It's like if... Is this uh, such thing as gay sperm or straight sperm? I don't know. Right. It's like yeah i don't think uh, there's something new every day then hopefully that does not happen because that seems like the kind of person that believes you can take the gay out of somebody also does not believe in porn stars so yeah it's like yeah I, I, doubt they, I doubt they're that open-minded yeah it's like i'm really open to the sin of porn but not being gay no that has to change all right next one hi ron and karen it's me Andre the great i'm calling I just heard the story you just said on your last show with uh, Amber P talking about your, your your homeless person story, and I got my own black homeless person story. Fuck it, I'm going to say it to add to the hilarity, and shoot, it helps me just uh, get over some of that anger and pain I feel at this story, so I'm just going to get to it. Now, this happened to me back when I was an undergrad my freshman year, um, and where I went to school at, I'm, I'm here in California. I went to school, uh, the school in the IE, in the Inland Empire, um, anybody who's from California will know, like, you know, Riverside, Corona, whatever, they'll know where that shit is. But I went to school in the uh, Inland Empire, and we went to a, it was a Tuesday night. Me, my roommate, and a couple of my hallmates, we all went to this one restaurant chain, Mexican uh, uh, restaurant chain fast food called Santana's. Now, keep in mind, 
uh, that me, I'm the only black person in the group. Everybody else is Asian, including my roommate. So it's maybe about four or five of us. So we at this restaurant, and it's a real hole-in-the-wall kind of joint. Even though it's a chain and IE, it's a very hole-in-the-wall kind of establishment. Um, so we order our food and we sit down. Now, the thing to keep in mind is they were doing construction on one part of the restaurant. Like they were fixing up the bathroom, a pipe had broken, or something like that. But anyway, we chilling, eating our food. Um, and all of a sudden, this, this random uh, black chick just kind of runs up into the restaurant heading towards the bathroom. Now, we knew it was closed off, but we're like, well, I didn't know what, what the hell was going on. And I guess it turns out this lady needed to use the restroom. But obviously, because they were doing construction and the bathroom was off limits, she couldn't make it. So all of a sudden, she was just like, you know, struggling. And then she just had this look on his face like, ah, defeat. It's like, I give up. And what? And all of a sudden, she's like, I pissed myself. Real oh. quiet. I pissed myself. And then it was like, wait, what the fuck? And then, you know, her friends come over like, what happened? What happened? It's like, I just, it looks like they go out the bathroom. I pissed myself. I, you know, she just says it was all I pissed myself. And now, you know, I'm sitting here, we're trying to do our best not to laugh out loud, you know, just gritting, and I'm sitting trying to eat my food, like, don't laugh, nigga, don't laugh, like, shit. You know, because when I'm looking at her, she didn't, like, look homeless, but she did look ratchet. She looked real, real ratchet. So I'm just like, you know, let me eat my food, mind my own business, you know, try to hide the fact that I'm fighting back, you know, tears laughing over here. <laughs> when, unfortunately, she happens to look over at me and tries to do, you know, the black connection shit. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. So she comes over, and keep in mind, it's a good for like five or, you know, four or five of us. And just zeroes in on me, and just says, hey, black boy, can I have a PTO burger? Whoa. Now, and, you know, I'm just sitting here, I'm trying to really sympathize with her. You know, I, I, I try to be a nice person. Um, In my mind, I'm thinking, you know, she just pissed herself. Um, You know, in this restaurant and stuff, and... Maybe she don't got no money. Maybe she's homeless. I don't know. And it'd be nice. But in my head, I was thinking, you bitch, you know, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, my God, you know, I'm the only black person here, and I'm mortified. Like, you just pulled this black connection shit on me in front of these. Like, this is not, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the Illuminati, when they want to, like, hey, yo, brother, you know, it's like they don't, like, sit there and bust it out, like, hey, man, controlling the world, running shit, yeah, motherfucker, no, they're like, they probably got a secret handshake or some shit, and she just pulled this black connection shit on me, I'm just like, fuck, and the way she did it, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I, I tried to, like, just try to, like, shoot her away, so I'm just like, nah, you know, I'm a college student, I'm hungry, so she's sitting here trying to have a conversation with me, trying to, like, Aww. argue it out, like, come on, like, can I just have breathing a piece of your burger, can I just have some of your burger, and I'm thinking, in my head, like, there's other people here, why are you talking to me, like, please, can I just have a piece of your burger, just a piece, you know, you get money and some change, I'm like, nah, look, I'm a college student, I'm hungry, like, nah, I got nothing to spare. This is on my last dollar. And finally, she goes and she walks away. And I'm just sitting here just embarrassed, like, oh, my God. She just, like, I'm just wondering what my friends are thinking. And then one of my friends, you know, like I said, they're all Asians. One of them was Korean. He was like, man, if a Korean dude had done that to me, man, I'd be pissed off. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, like, I'm just mortified. Like, what must these dudes think right now? You know, normally I'm not the... I wonder what other people, other races are thinking. I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm so fucking mortified right now. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> I mean, I almost lost my appetite. I was hungry as fuck, so I finished that 
that Mexican food. It was carne asada for us. That shit was delicious. But fuck, man, it was. I don't even know why I said. Probably just yeah. I just said that shit. Just yeah, some funny shit, or at least I don't know. I tell the story, people be rolling and shit. But yeah, ugh, <laughs> fucking yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah, that, that's the end of my story. Peace. Peace, Ozzy. Peace. Uh, that was a little longer than three minutes, but I let it go because, uh, you know, not often you get homeless stories like that. Nope. Karen, what'd you think about it? I, you know what? And when when folks do that thing to you, it makes my mind think: Is this a setup? Mm. I don't mean no harm. Like you spotted me out, and you came up to me. You made a huge scene. And so a lot of times what may happen is that people get so embarrassed that they get up and, like, move away with her. Like, to, you know what I mean? Like, come, come on, you know, I, I get you something, move away. And it might be a scam. It might be something she does all the time to get fed. Just yeah. come and cut a monkey and people are like, shit, let me, let me get your ass away from me. Here's five bucks. Leave me alone. Yeah, that black connection shit is real, too, because, like, that's how the dude got, the homeless dude got me was I was the only black person. I guarantee that was what he was like. Yeah, let me see if this brother is going. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that conversation probably doesn't go that long with me uh, if I'm Ozzy because I'm just like, if you don't get the fuck from around me, yep. um, I'm just not a fan of the homeless. Um, and if since I'm not were, a fan of just people just randomly doing that shit. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the homeless. Uh, and see, when, <laughs> when two people are um, looking at you, like there's people in your group and stuff that are looking at you and there's two black people talking a lot of them are like oh okay i see that's ozzy's aunt and he's, yeah that's that's assuming that your family member or something like that and you embarrass them then when you have no idea who this person is yeah i don't like that shit man me either. and uh also i'm not giving you shit it's like feeding a cat might follow me home or some shit i don't know what homeless people are thinking okay no it's so um and the other thing she's smelling like piss right now like you can't be yep. you can't be all confident talking to me with a pants full of piss, dog. I'm sorry. You can't. You, you need some. That should be the end of your day <laughs> for begging. It's like yeah, go yes, home, yes. start tomorrow. Go to somewhere to wash it out, and you start and tomorrow. Try again, try you know? again, dry it out in, in, in the sun. Whatever you got to do. Right. Yeah. Like another. Because officially the, now you stink. All the burgers are not like that. And plus, I'm coming up with this theory, and uh, you know, get ready for some controversy. Um, I think homeless people might be assholes. I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but I'm starting to think that all homeless people are assholes, man. No, like, not all. But, all the but ones I run into, I, I, I think Disney. I do think a high percentage are, though, yes. I think Disney is trying to trick us and charities and stuff and make us feel like the homeless people aren't assholes, man. And I'm not saying everybody deserves to be homeless. Like I'm not saying aggressive. I'm not saying it doesn't come from mental illness or, you know, being a veteran of a war and seeing some shit you no human shall ever have to see. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying once they are homeless, it's cause they become assholes, man. It's like they can't <laughs> help you. How many times can a person tell, be eating fries in your face and tell you, no, I don't have any fries before you, before you turn into an asshole? <laughs> I'm, it's natural. I'm, before you snap. I would. That shit, like, that happened to me in sixth grade, and I still don't like wasamen. Like, it's still, I still don't <laughs> like that dude. Like, I, so I, if that happened to me literally 20 times a day, at some point, I am going to just skip past all the polite dignities of life and be like, yeah, I pissed myself. You going to give me that burger or not, black boy? No? Well, fuck you too then, bitch. 
Like, I think that's exactly what happens. <laughs> homeless, homeless people are assholes. And I, I mean, at this point, they have every right to be. But they, it, some about, I just don't like assholes. It doesn't even matter if they're homeless or not. Nope. It's just, I don't like assholes, so it doesn't work on me. I'm just like, you're an asshole. Get it. Beat out of here. You know, you start, like when that dude cut me off when I was like, man, I actually don't have any money on me. He's like, listen, listen, nigga. I was like, what? <laughs> Sir, only an asshole would do that. And I, know, I right? do not have to stay here and be offended. Nope. You are I homeless. I take my ass somewhere else and get in my car and drive away. Yeah, you're homeless. That don't mean you don't have to have manners. Ain't that the truth. You know? Anyway, so yeah, I think that might be the truth. The homeless people are assholes and nobody wants to say it, so I will. All right, next voicemail. Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Camille, the official black speaking of the show. Hi, Camille. Um, I'm listening to, well, I listened to about an hour of the last show that you did with, I cannot remember her name. Amber. But she has her own podcast, podcast, sorry, the burlesque and bipolar chick. Oh, we know What's who it name? is. I can't remember. Amber. Amber P. Anyways, I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, it's really great that you guys are talking about mental disorder. Uh, a lot of people in both of my cultures, Mexican and black, do not really uh, understand that, not understand, but they don't want to believe that mental disorders are real. It's just something, you know, that you can get over. Uh, but it's it's really great that you guys were talking about it, and it's great that she <laughs> said that it's not just because uh, a lot of people say that, and that really bothers me. A lot of people, not a lot, but there are a few people in my family that suffer from bipolar disorder, so I am aware of um, you know the things that go on, the the mania, and then the depression. It's something I've seen. So it's really great to hear about it on your show. Uh, I will go and listen to hers. If I can download it on my raggedy phone, that'll be great. (laughs) Um, But like I said, it's great to hear it on your show because people just aren't as open to it as they should be, especially um, a lot of religious, religious. Why am I putting T's at the end of all of my words? What's going on? Okay. Um, a lot of religious people in the black community, they say that you just need to pray about it. You know, mm. you're not bipolar, you're not depressed, you're not da-da-da. You just need to pray about it. You'll snap out of it, you know, ask God to take it away. And you can pray about it, you know, but you also need to see a psychiatrist or a therapist, you know, may not need to, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to take medication. Not everyone has to take medication for it. But if it's bipolar disorder, then yes, definitely get that under control because it can really um, affect your life in a bad way or in a good way. As she said, it makes people really creative. Um, but it's, it's just great that you have it on your show um, to kind of spread the word a little bit to people that may or may not be uh open to the whole idea, that's a bad word for that, uh, mental disorder. Um, all right, I'm going to listen to the rest of the show tomorrow at work, so, well, actually today. All right, bye. 
Peace. Peace out. Uh, thank you very much, um, Camille. Um, Karen, what'd you have to think? What'd you have to say about that? I, I have several things to say. Um, I enjoyed having Amber on for several reasons. Um, because for some reason, um, just period, but in the black community, when it comes to mental health and mental illness and mental conditioning and things like that, ADHD and all these other things, these things are real and they affect people across the board, regardless of race, color, or creed. But I think in our community, like she says, a lot of people are like, well, you can pray it out. Yeah, but you know what? That medication may help you. You know, that medication may keep you balanced. That medication um, may keep you functioning normal. And it's and it's a shame that there are a lot of people with a lot of these symptoms. And a lot of times in the black community, a lot of parents won't take their children to get diagnosed that like like they won't get them to go checked out they won't get them to get diagnosed and then and then if it is spotted they won't give them the treatment that they need and things like that or the help that they may need a lot of insurance companies actually pay for a lot of the therapists and all that type of stuff and it's um and it's sad because these people uh have issues and problems that sometimes don't even get properly diagnosed don't get diagnosed at all because for some reason we all into that home remedy bullshit now i'm not knocking home remedies but sometimes you need something beyond what your family knowledge is for help and assistance and i I enjoyed having her on because i think it gave people a different light in a different manner uh to see the perspective that you can function you can have a normal life you can move on it's not the end of the world just because you know these things happen to you to you in your life okay uh yeah i agree with a lot of that too i think um one when you talk about um black people and stuff um i don't even think it's just black people i think um part of it is economic reasons and resources that have not always been available to the black community and that's true too now so we're finally at a point where you know jobs will pay for this and it's becoming kind of a common thing in um society where it's not so taboo to have a therapist and all that stuff um so I don't think it's just race. Um, it's kind of culture and it's kind of ec- economy. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like how you see those religious people that s- handle snakes or some shit or won't take their kid to the doctor. Like, hey, religion has led to some people doing dumb ass shit. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of religious people that are going to, you know, go ahead and um, still go and see a therapist and encourage their children to and all that stuff. So. Yeah, you know, if you're a person that, you know, feels that you had some of these issues, man, I hope if you're listening to this that you'll go out and talk to somebody, you know, maybe even Mm -hmm. if you haven't had these issues or if you just feel unhappy some other type of way, um, you want to talk to somebody, you should feel free because, you know, it shouldn't be a bad thing for someone to get therapy or especially when you get to the point where people have literal medical conditions that need, like, you know medicine and treatment and stuff like that and it's like uh nope just pray that out it's like nah you can't do that you and, know? and 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 i think for, for me a lot of people feel like they're the only one and that's one reason why i'm glad i had her on there because there's probably people that listen that may have felt like they're the only one and you're not right and there's other people out there because once you get diagnosed and you get in these networking groups you can 
can get through it because there's people that's been dealing with it for years. They can help you, help assist you, you know, family members and things like that. They can help you overcome whatever issues or, or, or um, problems that you may have actually dealing and accepting the reality of the condition. And I think that that's a good thing. So I'm like, Roderick, if you do feel like you have these conditions, ADHD or whatever it is, go get a help because, and, 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 and I think, um, you, I agree with your statement that is across the board, and yes, it has a lot to do with finance, financing, and I think that overall, uh, for blacks, the financing hadn't always been there, like, you know, and I think as, like you said, it's becoming more acceptable, and as it becomes more acceptable, and as people get, um, diagnosed earlier, it makes a, a difference, and they can become, uh, productive adults. Yeah, I, like I said, man, I think, yeah, part of it is like the conditioning, religious wise, uh, tab, it being a taboo, uh, you know, uh, to be diagnosed with something officially. Yeah, yes, it but, is. But, you know, I, I'm thinking like, you know, for someone who may really be a drug or some treatment away from being happy. Yes. Like, why would someone be so fucking close minded to deny their child? The, like, there's people that are literally like, I was, I, the first time I was happy was when I tried Ritalin and I felt normal for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And you have people being like, oh, he just need to be a whooping, get a whooping or some shit. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. like, we gotta be bigger than this. You know, you, like, if not for your sake, for your fucking child's sake, man. You know, I get that a lot of shit is overdiagnosed. A lot of people are like using drugs recreationally that are supposed to be for medical conditions. I get it. But we know when there's like something just not working for a child a lot of times. A lot of people who are adults now, they know like shit is not working for me in my life. There's things that are just completely imbalanced and I need to have this looked into. But I don't want nobody thinking I'm crazy. So yeah, and 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 and, and I think that's a big thing because I've had to deal with uh, family members uh, that have been diagnosed as being mentally ill and mental conditions and things like that, and you know, family just dealing with them. And as a child, it was always to me like, oh, there's something wrong with them. They're crazy. Nobody wanted to talk about it. And, you know, yeah. nobody was really open about. It. And this is coming from personal experience, and it's not good and it's not healthy. And I think a lot of times it causes a lot of division within the family and and all kinds of other structured dynamics that affect relationships. When, like Roger say, they might be one pill or two away from being able to normally function. Yeah, it's it's sad, really. Um, all right, here we go. Hi, Ryan and Karen. This is Camille. I just have a serious question to ask y'all. Okay, so do you think that um, Little Scrappy decided to become Mr. Musclehead or whatever he is right now because he lives in Atlanta and he's afraid of gay people or gay men? He might have, real so talk. like, yeah, you know, I'm huge. Maybe they want to approach me so he doesn't have to have, like, a bad bitch next to him <laughs> every time he goes anywhere in Atlanta. You think? Maybe? No? Yeah? <laughs> I think so. That's what I was thinking about the whole time that I was listening to whatever the heck he was saying. I just... What the heck he was know. saying? You feel I me? Can't believe you said that. I feel you. Oh, Frank Ocean is not a real man. Not at all. Mm-mm. No gay or bisexual man. Gay. Is. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right. I just <laughs> wanted to know what y'all thought about that, but I think so. I think I'm right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him, but I've heard about how huge he is. 
I haven't seen the show yet. I just listen to it whenever they play it on uh, Where's My 40 Acres. And I think it's freaking hilarious, but, you know, I guess I should Google it and see how he looks. But I'm pretty sure that that's why he's huge. Yep, he's a homophobe. And he doesn't want anybody approaching him because <laughs> he wants them to be afraid. Gay men like big burly men, too. With tattoos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a big star in the center of their neck. Mm-hmm. I like me a nice muscular man sometimes. It's like a, I mean, I don't. It's like a target. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not do anything. You know what? Whatever. All right. Bye. Bye, Camille. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to agree. I think uh, that Scrap might have put on some of the muscles to keep them big niggas up off of him. No. Uh, but also, man, a, a thing that... Um, because, you know, people in hip-hop aren't going to talk about the gay people in hip-hop... Um, I guarantee dudes like Lil Scrappy who are trying to get in the game, trying they're young, they're uh especially, you know, when you get in that young and you're trying to uh blow up and you're willing to do so much stuff. He's definitely been approached by people that are gay. A hundred percent guarantee it. He's an attractive dude. He uh stays in shape. He's really trying to use that for his image. And uh, you know, the what same way I I I guarantee LL Cool J has been hit on by gay dudes. Of like, course. You know, it's not now how you react to that obviously is on you, but if your reaction is I need to have my dick inside of a woman every time a gay man is around, then I think it's a little over the top. That's all. Mm-hmm. And you might not be the best scientific resource to talk mm-hmm. about the HIV rate in America. <laughs> I know it's so. In, uh, you feel me? You feel me? And something else she was saying, and I've said this before, and a lot of people believe this, and I don't. Just because you're gay, don't make you less of a man. Yeah, and I, I stand by yeah. that. Statement. I don't know. I don't like. It, 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 like if being gay makes you less of a man, then how do you explain Drake? I mean, I don't think Drake's gay. <laughs> Right, but many people think he is less of a man, so I don't know how you uh, explain that. I think he is soul man, but they don't make him less of a man. Yeah, well, I mean, he is Canadian. Obviously, being Canadian makes you less of a man. Like that's what we need. <laughs> we need like a hierarchy of what what adds and subtracts from your manness. You know? Oh Lord! It's like oh, listening to Frank Ocean that takes off a couple points. You know, uh, listening to Frank Ocean in front of women that adds a couple points mm-hmm. so you never it's tricky and they gotta be bad bitches that add a few more points yeah. too having sex while Frank Ocean does the vocals to your to your to your track he does the singing to the chorus and you have sex with a woman in front of him to let him know you ain't gay that adds to your real man points Karen mm-hmm. you know it's very it's a complicated equation uh what an idiot hey Rod and Karen Hey. It is Afro 10, a.k.a. Father. Child, I had to call y'all after I heard this little show. I meant to call y'all last night, but child, this show hit me just tripping. This little scrappy show. This little scrappy is crazy. I mean, how the hell are you going to say anything about anything when your grown country ass is called little scrappy? <laughs> right. Like, what? Shut up. I, I just can't. I, I just can't see the age coming alone. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's, it's just insane. And, you know, I like to say that she has a little Burlesque girl on there. I like her. She, she's pretty cool. I always wanted to do Burlesque. You know, uh, call it the Bubblegut Burlesque show, honey, because uh, you know, some of us, we, you know, we got titties and ass and all that. And she's right. 
Gay guys do like titties and ass. That's why I would keep a gay guy around. It's good for my ego because if there ain't no other man touching me, at least a gay guy will feel my titties and ass. Sometimes <laughs> I got plenty of ass. I ain't got too much titties, but I do got some, some ass on me. Oh, now, God. This Frank Ocean thing about him being bi gay, whatever. We don't give a bleep. Just keep singing, child. We don't care. Just, just keep singing the, singing the song. I was tripping off the little Chuck E. Cheese people. Getting stabbed up in the Chuck E. Cheese. You know, Chuck E. Cheese already traumatic enough for children. Who in the hell came up with a damn idea to have an oversized rat saying to the children? What the hell? And now that I've seen the damn people fighting up in the Chuck E. Cheese, it's too much. You know, it's too much. Don't do that. Don't take your children to Chuck E. Cheese. My, my kids were scared of Chuck E. Cheese for a long time. Grown folk go to Chuck E. Cheese because they like the pizza. And the beer. That's mm-hmm. why I used to go. I used to like to go in there and watch my children play and get drunk and take their little ass home. They didn't like the damn <laughs> cheese. I like the chicken cheese. <laughs> and this dude in the strip club spending $50,000 in the damn strip club? Come on now. That, you know. Uh-uh. You know, that is out of order. I just want to let y'all know. I ain't called y'all in such a long time. I just love y'all. I really uh, do love y'all. Y'all show is excellent. It's the bomb. Uh, that Sarah J. Ho, she messing it up for everybody. <laughs> I want to give a nigga a blowjob for free. <laughs> I know. Unless he, you know, really doing some, some shit. And you damn know, having a blowjob marathon. Put your ass down. So what you doing? <laughs> Well, I hope y'all have a great weekend. I know I'm listening, and I'll be in touch. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, that's Carla, a.k.a. Uh, Afro-10 on Twitter. She, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, Sarah J. and Angelita Castro are driving the blowjob market uh, price down. <laughs> they are fucking up the, the, the cost of a blowjob these days. <laughs> Nigga ain't got to pump gas or nothing. Mm-mm. All you have to do is be at the club with your, uh, with your, uh, you know, release papers. And you can get your dick sucked. Like, it's, it's y'all like men leaving they women, like, right now. Like, um, you know what? I've been doing a lot of dishes around here, and, uh, <laughs> my dick is rather dry. But you know what? Come August 2nd, it won't be peace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet you dude's thinking of a good excuse right now to be gone for 14 hours. Hey, ladies, check the mail. If that nigga got uh, Sarah J, I love T-I-T-S's uh, yes. shirts. A bracelet, that's right. <laughs> Niggas, all of a sudden on that credit card statement, $20 a month coming out to SarahJXXX.com. Hey, August 2nd might be the last day y'all together. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You're gonna look online, nigga gonna be in line waving like, mm hmm. It's me, bitch. <laughs> had to take care of it myself. Fine. I do it myself. Um, alright, that was the last voicemail. Of course, the phone lines are open. 704-557-0186. Um, and we're gonna do some comments from the website. Um, you can go to theblackouttips.com. Check out the uh, different posts that we have, and you can leave a comment on them. You can also um, leave comments on the polls that we have and stuff like that. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, episode 329, A Call from South Carolina, uh, which was a feedback episode um, where some dude called, claimed to be from South Carolina, 
and was saying all kinds of racist stuff and uh i was like i don't know how to take this so i laughed yep. <laughs> i was like i think he just called us niggers um yes he and did. that we were the good ones yeah yeah so we all i'm assuming that's some sort of a compliment so the poll for I the show sh- too the poll for the show was actually because so much of that show turned out to be about still about the hood rat discussion from like two weeks ago um i was like are you tired of discussing hood rats yet because i'm tired i'm tired of it like we talked about hood rats every way we could talk about a hood rat i at this point it's just a joke to me like i can't i can't make you like them i'm not advocating for hood rats to be hood ratting out like i don't even know what the point is anymore it's just like okay we all agree they shouldn't do those things it's like people shouldn't uh yes people shouldn't uh you know raise their kids uh to be drug dealers does anyone not agree with that is there a fight? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I think we all agree uh, Me too. In, our, in our own ways. We've mm. taken actions with our lives mm-hmm. to ensure that we're not we encouraging that. that. That's right. So there you go. Um, so let's can we move on? So the poll was, are you tired of discussing hood rash yet? Yes. Let's move on. Got 38 percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. No, I want to talk hood rats all day, son. Six percent of the vote. And uh, coming in one number one with fifty five percent of the vote was, why did you make this poll if you don't want to discuss it? Question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I was thinking when I made it. It's like I shouldn't even make this poll. Isaiah's, oh, and, and that six percent is probably debating about it on Twitter right now. Right, six percent want to talk hood rats all fucking day. Oh yeah, they tweeting about it right now. Isaiah says, "Nigga, I don't care about no hood rats. Go talk to hater." O from C says, can we count redneck drinking rum from the bottle while pregnant in the trailer park? Illegal tobacco smoking pajama bottoms with a tank top wearing white chicks as hood rats? Um, probably. I, don't, I mean, now there were none of them in the video, but I'm assuming that, you know, it crosses racial lines for, yes, it does. for, for people that don't like hood rats. Mm-hmm. Le- Layla says, I don't think many of these so-called hood rats are listening to the black guy to his podcast maybe they will listen to the black guy who just got out of jail and only has two baby mamas podcast so that <laughs> that whole hey regular black woman this isn't directed at you excuse doesn't work yeah I, yeah that's the thing i don't like i don't know what the message is exactly but uh you know if the message is um don't be a hood rat then uh definitely already served because i don't think too many hood rats are downloading Stitcher to fuck with us, or Dark Hater show for that matter. I mean, how would they get through an episode? Uh, true, like <laughs> they're gonna roast you every show, dog. You might, you might want to back off. Yes, <laughs> like let me put in that new dark. Oh, he's still hating us. Shit, come here, Jerome and my other three baby daddies. Um, <laughs> Gabby says, "LOL, sorry, but that Steve Richards character from South Carolina has got to be a joke." Yeah, that's what he said. His name was Steve Richards. Uh, incontinent, incontinenticus What a name. Man, it must be Latin. Nigga, you can't have Dark Hater on to promote it. Have Karen tear a strip off him for it. And then name an episode about it. And then say you're tired of talking about it. You open up this Pandora's box full of hood rats. Now you gotta ride it out to the shit Peter's out. Oh, do I? <laughs> Is that a challenge, motherfucker? You do not want to see what happens. <laughs> I can easily just be like, yeah, we're not talking about that no more, so just skip over these emails and comments. Like, I don't control my show. Nigga, please. Miss Crystal says, <laughs> <laughs> I like that shit, though. If you were like, yeah, yeah. That, like, remember when people used to be like, you gotta read the bad reviews, too, because what if they don't like mm-hmm. you? Fuck them. That's what. That's right. That's how I feel about shit is, yeah. I don't care. 
Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> you got to read bad shit if you don't want to. Yeah, someone wanted to tell me how much they didn't like Childish Gambino last week. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I don't care. I do not. What and you not eat don't have make a debate about it. Yeah, what you eat don't make me shit. Now move on. It's like he's like, but you see, he's self hating. I don't care. I, I, yeah, I don't care. So yeah, why why yeah. why why are you still in the room talking to me? Go yeah. on, go I hit him on. with that. Okay. And then he unfollowed me because he was mad. And I was of like, course, because ah. they don't want to, yeah, they want to argue me. No. You mad, nigga. I'm listening over to this royalty and you still mad. I'm happy. This, this royalty that good. It make me happy. <laughs> uh, Miss Crystal says, um, since I kind of, uh, since I'm kind of contrarian in general, especially towards Rod, I had to pick option C. Well, here's the thing about, um, you being contrarian on these polls, Miss Crystal. I make the fucking polls. So. <laughs> whatever option you pick do they realize how much control you have sir <laughs> that's what's funny to me i was picking on myself nigga uh <laughs> truth be told i haven't come up with a complete and cohesive response to the whole hood rat thing but since you brought it up uh, once again rod as the official boobs of the show since folks like to throw that around their official titty titles and whatnot Oh, man, that was a Freudian slip. I sting like them titties again. (laughs) (laughs) Throw around their official titles and whatnot. I decided to release my formal statement. First, at the end of the day, Mr. Gay sounded like a burnt-out human servant. Well, you know, he's going to roast you on the show when he hears this, but okay. Mm -hmm. First, at the end of the day, Mr. Gay sounds like a burnt-out human service worker or educator. I believe he worked with special ed kids in the past. Yeah, he has. So it's feeling... Oh, I thought she was going to roast him. I think she's being serious. Okay, Mm -hmm. my bad. My bad. So his feelings probably come from a place of prior over-exuberant good intentions, and when progress wasn't being made, bitterness and contentment... Uh... Bitterness and contentment. Kind of sit in, yeah. Okay. As someone who works in the human services sector, I can totally empathize with Dr. Hater. I... Uh, guess people would call my past and present clients hood rats from teen moms and group homes to single mothers recovering from decades-long substance abuse issues. I believe that one of the reasons why I haven't burnt out or become disenchanted and cynical is that internally I can't deny anyone their dignity because doing that that denies their core humanity. I also feel that I came from a good amount of privilege since I swear my dad is Bill Cosby's cousin from North Carolina and that in itself compels me to be compels me to help but also protects me in any in many ways i feel that if one wrong thing happened in my life i would probably be hood riding it up too i feel that this is true for everyone and there's plenty of room for everyone at rock bottom yeah i think that's one thing that um i recognize and that can recognize that a lot of people recognize and that's probably the difference mm-hmm. to some extent between us and other people it's kind of like how Black people vote Democrat and everybody goes, well, it's because black this and black that. And it's like, no, fundamentally, black people vote Democrats because they all recognize they are one fuck up from the bottom. Uh, one paycheck from the bottom. Right. And needing all these government programs that, you know. They're trying to strip away. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, there's pe- people that are white that are just as poor that simply feel one lucky break from the top it's just a mentality difference Mm -hmm. and that's why they say stuff like uh, you can't be taxing millionaires even though they're broke like they're just that's the way they feel because they mentally they feel closer to the top and i think you know i feel closer to the bottom and karen feels a little closer to the bottom it doesn't mean that you're gonna make hit the bottom Mm -mm. it doesn't mean that you walk out of your house expecting the worst it just means Mm -mm. that you know anything that can anything can happen any medical bill can happen anything can happen well one day you got shit next day you don't and you 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 understand the reality of it and you understand that if something does happen to you you don't want to turn around and not have no help at all right or a condom could 
could have slipped off uh five years ago or something you know like anything that kind of stuff where you just go yeah i made some decisions that if it would have worked out another way i could see people judging me and calling me a hood rat and shit and i think i really think at the end of the day that that's what a lot of people came down to anyway the difference with wallowing in despair and climbing out has partly to do with the risk and protective factors that people have built up throughout the years it's like baggage if you erica by do it up you are able to move faster but if you have built up baggage from from in your mother's womb i.e low birth rate little parental care low income dysfunctional family history your journey is going to be tough especially if everyone around you is continually adding to the baggage every day whether it's a lack of positive images fostered by your mother and low expectations from your teachers it is awesome to think that we as black people do have superpowers but matter of fact is that we do not yes we are fearful fearfully and wonderfully made resilient and awesome to the infinite degrees of awesomeness but to think that broke communities not individuals uh, but whole communities can just lift themselves up by their bootstraps and be awesome in America is some Ron Paul type ish. The civil rights era can definitely be seen as a double edged sword. On the one hand, without a doubt, those efforts emboldened folks to go super saiyan, but on other hands, most of their upward mobile, mobile most of the upwardly mobile black folk moved out of the black neighborhoods, taking their money and businesses out of there, as well as that uh D as well as that and the uh in de industrialization kind of messed up more blue collar black folks in less affluent areas financially in the 50s and 60s the census said black folks were Sumerian folks but factors like factors like integration revamp institutionalized racism via drug infiltration leading to mass incarceration lead to the downfall of the black led to the downfall of the black family unit and planting and normalizing a crack foundation impacting future generations in other words daddy's gone and he ain't coming back sad to say that this got brought home to me watching love and hip-hop atlanta there was a moment when i saw that humanity that lost girl in that scallywag jocelyn uh, which prompted me to write. I know this is vocabulations, but in the beginning, middle, and end of the day, it definitely ends with daddies. This is also true for the little boys on the show as well, including that Smurf Stevie J and that little chap, <laughs> that little chap, little Scrappy. Remind me of Scooby Doo's nep- nephew. Let me know whether or not this makes sense. XO hugs and kisses, Miss uh, Crystal. Um, I think a lot of it makes sense. Um, I think what happens with these arguments is that people just don't care. Like, true. That's like, I, I think, but true. I, yeah, I thought of all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I just didn't bring it up uh, during the show, and I don't bring it up to people that uh, go on these rants and stuff because a lot of they times they don't want to hear that. They don't care. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, they literally just have decided, I, I know what this stuff is. You're not telling me anything new, but I don't give a fuck. People yep. just got to do better, and I don't give a fuck. Yep, so. and I don't like talking to brick walls, so why are we having this discussion? Yeah, and, and at the same time, they write. There's nothing, like literally, no one is coming to help these people, and the only answer is that they have to fucking do it themselves, because nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a, like if you say, look, I'm fucked up, and I I don't want to go to prison and shit, but I'm fucked up because of every reason that Miss Crystal named, and 100% of it is true, the average person is still going to be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I got my house, so handle your shit. Uh, yeah, so, don't have any compassion. Yeah, I mean, literally, it, that's the expectation is for them to um, 
you know, to pull themselves up with by their bootstraps because it's easier. We, we've literally it's, left them no option. It's easier and it's cheaper and it's easier to say I don't give a fuck and walk away than it than, than yeah. the effort that it takes to really try to change something. Yeah, and you know how long a conversation about the economics, uh, it's just like uh, economic circumstances of of these people or like incarceration and like the you know the what, what has become a privatized business with our, our penitentiary like when you, no one wants to talk about that shit you know why because it's deep it's depressing and you can't do shit about it so it's much easier to be like it should just stop fucking the end like it's much easier to just say that and walk away um yeah like you just want an easy solution to a complex yeah situation and don't work like that right at the end of the day i think everyone's trying to solve a problem i don't know that any of us or trying to come up with a solution That's or right. idea yeah. or and i don't think any of us none of our opinions matter none of us are going to change it or solve it none of us um she also wrote my solution is simple treat others with dignity but stay in your lane like you show respect but you reduce your uh but you reduce your frustrations i approach young teen, black teen boys like they're children and high honey them to death because they're kids i show warmth and compassion to the pregnant teen whether or not we exchange in the convo is irrelevant uh simple is irrelevant simple courtesies are are contagious uh you see you don't have to be all lean on me to make small impacts unless you were called to be mr clark and if that's the case then let me get your speakerphone sir and i'm out for real so that was her last comment but yeah um so everybody i thought that was um really intelligent nah and not that i don't think she's uh miss Crystal's intelligent but i'm surprised she stepped out of the ratchet this long enough to write that i know i was Can like where are all that? the references to titties and fucking people this is deep. Mm-hmm. I know you had it in you. I know. I hate you, Miss Christopher. You smart. She gonna be one of Miss. Uh, she gonna be one of Professor LCH babies now. She better watch out. She gonna get adopted. She gonna get adopted. <laughs> Everybody over here trying to get adopted these days. I know. Uh, all right. So then we had episode uh, two thirty. Little Scrappy, the scientist. And this one we had Amber P from Black Sexy Geeky and Mental Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about some little scrappy and a bunch of other shit. Uh, now her, she was a burlesque dancer, um, and we talked about you know difference between burlesque and stripping and all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. And she kind of walked us through the ropes and told us you know about nipple tassels and different sizes and stuff. So I asked people, would you go see a burlesque show? Because she kind of sold me on it. I think I want to go see one of these eventually. Me too. 84% of people said yes, they would. They would go see a burlesque show. And that means only 16% of people are uptight prudes. Do I have no tolerance for? Um, <laughs> Isaiah says, you said you can watch titties and still be seen as classy? Yeah, son. So Isaiah's in. A-Rod the Hyena says, since I'm an avid fan of breasts and the, fem- and the female figure in general, I would pretty much go to any show that showcases that, except for a live taping of Ghetto Gaggers. Understood, sir. Understood. Yes. Us gentlemen of leisure, we... We, we draw the line there. Draw the line at Ghetto Gagging. Mm-mm. Too much, I say. Cheerio. <laughs> Got your hot tea in your finger up, too? <laughs> I have my monocle that I'm adjusting. <laughs> I know, right? Smoking my pipe, of course. Of course. Uh, Miss Crystal says, shoot, I'm trying to go find someone to go with me to a burlesque or a pole class. Matter of fact, I'm going to be back in Charlotte sometime between October and November for my girl's Dirty 30 Bash. She wants to do some pole dancing, so I'm going to let you know a few things right now. Number one, 
karen around september october make sure that rye gets plenty of vitamin c it's trying to see it's trying to see you ginkgo all of that when i come down to charlotte ready to show my favorite podcast some love and don't get stood up again uh number two the first time oh that's because i was sick last time okay i was wondering i was like what what is she talking about yes she was oh my god what a weekend he didn't feel good at all uh the first time number two the first time i went down there i was all like let me be reasonable and go formal reasonable non-creepy anti-stalker stand route and shoot roger in an email let me know let them know i'm coming down and request a bit of time now i'm making it known on all platforms that i will be arriving in charlotte at such and such time so that karen and the rest of the black guy who tells nation know about my incoming presence because rye gets sick all you want to want to because rye gets sick all you want to then i just have a giggle fit with karen all by ourselves snickers that sounds so indecent but what else winky face <laughs> with the winky face hugs and kisses miss crystal and you say i'm so sorry but i had to throw some side eye to folks who voted no yeah i did i did too she said that side i felt kind of harsh i toned it down to a quick squint or a glint or some eye not completely to the side something like some angular eye (laughs) (laughs) some angular eye uh nick the jew says uh have and would again it's not a strip show though there's a difference there really isn't nudity in burlesque well it's subtle a low-key I low-key want to perform in a burlesque show. However, I'm approved. Amber deci- describes herself as sex positive. I'm more like sex neutral or sex not at all. That sounds asexual, Nick Jew. <laughs> not sure if that's... I know. You told you need to become close to your vagina, girlfriend. Yeah. Nick Jew is really not selling... Well, you know what I do like about it? She's really not out here trying to sell these dudes. Mm-mm. She, she be truthful with them. She's she like, no, not, nigga, I don't want you. She's not selling no wolf tickets. Mm-mm. I'll tell you that much. Like it, uh, I'm sure dudes don't give a fuck because you know your dick don't care, but but need to do up front with you. Yeah, dick is just like titties. She's like, not these titties. I don't care. Uh, She's o- like, I keep telling you no till you get the point. Oh, from the sea says, hell yeah, there are some good ones up here, and uh, of course, sophisticated titties are the greatest titties of all. Hmm. Well, personally, oh, from the sea, not to rain on your parade, but I prefer titties of all kinds a man like me i can take titties in top hats as well as uh titties with piercings through them that's really honestly you know i i I like to consider myself a man of the titties you know um we had two comments on the episode uh dave p says big up amber of black sexy geeky and mental podcast for shedding light on her mental illness i'll check her podcast out and rod's comment guilt-free titties priceless Yes, I've taken free food from the vending machine. It's a bonus. Don't feel guilty. It's free. One more thing. You have spoiled me for other podcasts. Due to your level of quality and production, I find it hard to listen to other podcasts due to poor sound quality and lack of enthusiasm, even though their overall content is interesting. It makes... It makes it harder to listen. People take a page from Rod and Karen and up your game, says Dave of T.Canada. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we do strive to have a quality show here and, uh, we do like to be enthusiastic and, uh, make sure that, uh, we're constantly putting something out, you know, or keep the audience aware of when we're not going to be putting shit out. So yeah, you know, I think the hardest thing is sticking to a schedule for a lot of people. And a lot of people fail to realize what you get now. You ain't always get this, son. What you mean? Like this high quality you've been with. Oh yeah. They stuck with us. They snuck with, they stuck with us. We went live. (laughs) Yeah. People paid into this shit. So, I mean, you know, it's, I got, we can do nothing but thank them, man. Uh, SEB Baylor says great show and excellent guest. Amber has a new fan. 
Well, I think she would. She's awesome. Uh, and we're fans, so I don't know why anybody wouldn't be, right? Yes, sir. All right, um, all right, we got, um, the last episode was 331 between Chris Rock and the Tosh Place, um, where we discussed, you know, uh, with Larian and Sarone Russell, uh, the Daniel Tosh, Chris Rock thing, Frank Ocean, uh, Paterno. We talked about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the poll for the show was, uh, should Paterno's family have released that statement? You guys know what statement I'm talking about. Uh, and 14% of people said yes. They needed to let everybody know. Get their side out there. And 86% of people said no. Nobody wants to hear that right now, which is where I'm at. Like, this is just wrong time. Like, literally, that statement might as well have been like, it ain't like he raped the kids. You know, like, what are you talking about? Shut up. I know, right? I don't care if it's your family. I really don't care. That's how mad people are when you talk about child rape. No one cares, dude. Nope. There's nothing you can say to make it all right. Ironically, it's just like what the Daniel Tosh uh, Twitter response where I was like, he uh, he has to apologize, but he can't delve into why he thought it was right because nobody gives a fuck. Like the people who are mad about him making a rape joke do not give a fuck about his content. No matter what, and regardless of if you put this statement out tomorrow, next week, next year, fifty years from now, people, a lot of people are still gonna go, yeah, but fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's right. They're just going to look at you and go, um, so you saying that the context of, oh, wait a minute, fuck you. I don't like you. Yep. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to, to try to, you know, turn it into something that's not now. It's like, oh yeah, people will be very reasonable. No, nobody gives a fuck what's going on with Joe Paterno or his fucking family or his legacy or any of that shit. The only people that do care about that already are on your side. And that statement yes. is not going to change anything. Nope. Uh, Isaiah says, man, if you want to say it, do it, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't sound like, uh, uh, <laughs> that does not sound like a very supportive, uh, uh, like you're supporting the paternal family enough. Oh, from the, like, if that's the enthusiasm that you released that statement with, don't send the statement. Mm-mm. It's not that important. Mm-mm. Oh, from the C says they can say whatever they want, but none of those excuses are going to change what he covered up for more than a decade. Fuck Paterno and his legacy. That's how people feel. And people aren't going to fucking come off of that, dog. Like, that's and, how- and, and they're not. And there's, like I said, nothing you can do, nothing you can say. It's no amount of words to it for a lot of people. that's going to make it all right. And on the episode comments, we have YOLO the Jew saying, fuck yeah, Larian, no homo. They had to let Larry know that, you know. That he's the best. He's not gay. You know, he put some paws on that man. Yeah, gotta. If he has to. Uh... Finally, Miss Crystal says, finally, Larian was the first guest like this year to provide some response to, to, and bullet ball extreme. I was fiending for that and was about <laughs> to, and was about to call and spit a rap verse and say, and bullet ball extreme for reals. Speaking, <laughs> for reals. Speaking of intros, I was going to call in about the bullet ball extreme thing, but also, KK, you know, I love you, right? But when Rod was spitting that quality the other day, y'all synchronicity was out of sorts because Rod was like, man, you pronounce my name. And K, you were supposed to say quality, but you oh, didn't. Oh, my bad. And that got me flustered. Like if Obama had his hand ready to be bumped and Miss Obama was looking in the other direction, patting her head because she was about to get a perm and doesn't want to scratch her scalp and get burned. Rod, 
for the record, that's my fault. That's not Karen's fault. She didn't have the lyrics, and she didn't know what I was going to do. So I'll take all responsibility for that. And you know, when I read them, I remix the shit out of them anyway. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, knew, not, I knew not to depend on Karen in a crucial situation no. that involved timing and all that stuff. No, they'll be all fucked up. My bad. Rod, I caught that shade you were throwing about my comments and lack of comments in general. I hope this week gives you a nice fix. But on another note, I was never a soap opera chick, but that but that love in hip-hop atl that feels my ratchetness quotient so much it's scary okay i think that's it hugs kisses miss christable um i don't even remember what shade i threw at you um but it's good to see you back anyway so yeah that's how you had to feel see a few episodes we bought it back yeah that's how you had to feel then uh, i understand uh Daz aka Kung Fu Treachery says, Yo, I apologize in advance because this one is long. I listened to this episode and then immediately went to the Hot Pod podcast with Ty Diamond and his homophobic cousin Kev. I can't say shit about Kev because I hope I didn't say something just as fucked up in my voicemail. I meant well. I don't I don't think you did. Mm-mm. I think uh Kev's point was a little different than what you were saying. Yes, sir. That, you know, you can only be gay, you can't be bisexual and you know, stuff like that. Um, the now infamous Chris Rock tweet, happy white people's independence day. Slaves weren't free, but I'm sure they enjoyed the fireworks. It fascinates me to see how some whites take, take things like that. The responses on Twitter were hilarious. Slavery existed for us 2000 years before America. We eradicated it in 100 years. We now have a black president of the U S pound. Go fuck yourself. Um, you know what? I also thought about that. Uh, cause you know, bringing it back to the Tosh thing. It's funny how people's pet issues are what decide how they respond. Yep. Because Chris Rock never mentioned anything about politics, Democrats, or Republicans. Mm-mm. And so many of the responses I got on Twitter were angry people telling me about Democrats and how bad they were for black people. Mm-hmm. Did you know Democrats used to be the party that was racist? And like, okay, uh, well, I understand. All right, let me take this. Uh, yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. Hi Rod, this is um, this is Nikki from the chat. Hey Nikki. Oh wait, hold on, let me turn down. Oh my yeah, phone. turn that down. Also, Brent, feel <laughs> Brent, feel free to call okay. back, man. I didn't mean to uh, hang up on you, but go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to let you guys know. Um, last, I think it was last week on your feedback show or a couple back, they were talking about um, Karen's voice. I love Karen's voice. My family's oh, from the south, so when you. I listen to your podcast. It reminds me of my family, my um, back there in the South, so I love it. Keep it up, Karen. Don't change that voice for nobody. <laughs> and who calls in and says that to people? That's just rude. But anyways, I wanted to let you guys know, I'm not sure if you guys knew that, but um, know that Harvey from TMZ, the one talking a little scrappy, he's gay. So I was trying to, I wondered if wow. little scrappy knew he was talking to a gay dude when he was saying that. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I doubt lot, it. I doubt he did either. <laughs> and I just want to let you guys know, I live out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Please don't get mad at me. Me, my husband left California because the job situation was better. But <laughs> our homeless people out here, they're a different type of homeless because from May to October, it's about a good 110 plus degrees. It can easily be 115 for four or five days. So our homeless people are a little bit different because they stay out on the streets and still got their homeless wear, the, fo- the four layers of clothing. So when you see a homeless person, it's best to walk the other way because they never look right. They don't sound right. And they're drunk and it's 110 degrees heat and we got dust storms. So I don't know how they survive in Arizona's heat. But them a different type of homeless. And every time they call out to me, I just do it about face and walk the other direction. And hopefully, you know, they don't they don't follow. So I just want to call in and say hello. Y'all up there baking. (laughs) Y'all baking y'all homeless people. (laughs) 
375? <laughs> we have a lot, though. <laughs> home, I, I can uh, imagine. Yeah. They come up to y'all, it's like, ah, oh, can you help me? I'm well done. I just need. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to be basted. Yeah. Do you, do you have any A1 or something? I'm going to eat myself. <laughs> Well, I was um I was out in Phoenix. I went to a uh, one of her ba- basketball games. I asked the cop. I was like, "You guys keep it clean out here." I'm from L.A. We got homeless people everywhere. He said, "Well, homeless people really don't come to Phoenix." I was like, "Why?" He goes, "I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with the weather." But this was back in January. It was about 30 degrees, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and then once the summer hit, I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's been 110 since May, and they said it don't stop till October." And October it dropped down to 90. And we have dust storms and all that, so they, we don't have a lot. But like the ones you do see, they look like something from Dawn of the Dead, oh. and and you just want to walk the other direction because it's 110 degrees and they got like four jackets on there layered up, and the, and you know the stench is bad, so normally you can smell them before they come over to you. Oh. But it's rare when you see them, but they're but they're there. So I don't know where they sleep at exactly, but they exist somewhere within. Downtown area. Well, the good Karen, news. I can see your face, and you look. Why is this French stuff so bad? The the good the good news is if uh if you pee in your pants in Arizona, it just evaporates by the time instantly. You know, a couple minutes later, it's like mm. fresh pants. Yeah, I bet you know, drunk folks pee in themselves. It don't take long. That shit dry instantly. Mm, well, not yeah, only in Arizona though, because I seen a lady do that in a club in Charlotte, and uh yeah, she had to go home. So. Yeah, so that's a so I guess that's a good thing about Arizona. We don't have homeless people, but uh, you know we do have other things going on. But you know I guess that's one plus side. We don't have homeless people, so I guess that's what they can put at the end of the day. We don't have homeless. I think your slogan. <laughs> I think your slogan for Arizona should be, "Come to Arizona, our homeless air dry." There you go. <laughs> come to Arizona, yeah. I I know come to Arizona, our homeless blows away like the tumbleweeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll have to put them up on that. But the one, oh, one thing people always ask about Arizona are white people racist. I was like, not to black people because all the black people they know are, they're like, they have a lot of money because Scottsdale and we have the sports team. A lot of famous people buy their homes in Arizona and Scottsdale because it's so cheap. And so I said, no, I was like, the white people I met, they're really, I was like, they don't really mind black people. And I was like, but I was like, it's when you're, I was like, it's the Hispanics right. that they don't like. But I was like, but I can't tell the difference between the Hispanics here and the American Indians because they have a large Indian population. So when people go, do you see Hispanics? I was like, I don't know if they're Hispanics or American Indian, and I don't ask. But they do have a large black Muslim population here, which really surprised me when I got here. Mm. There's a lot of black Muslims here. So, mm. you know, they be in three-piece suits in the 110 degrees heat. But that, oh. I, don't, I don't mess with that. <laughs> well, that is kind of surprising. I would have never picked Arizona Sweating. Wow. for the home of the bean pies and shit. And and then, and then y'all got that dry heat up there. My husband's a correctional officer, and he said you would not believe how many of them are in the well, you know, in the prison alone. But he said when because um, he came out here a month before I did because of his job, and he's and he sees uh, more than than I do. But a lot of black people I do meet, you know, they always be like, "Hey, sister, my black." I'm like, "Oh, never mind. No, I'm good." Yeah, it's time to run. I'm good. I'm yeah. like, "No, nah, I'm good." That just means somebody no, wants something. They don't something. really mess with me too much. So I'm like, uh-uh, no, I'm not the one. Like, why are you wearing I'm like, mm-mm, yeah, I got a weed. Yes, I know. I go to that Baptist church right up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my kegger. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. 
we had that conversation quick. Oh, yeah, then they had the Mormons. I'm like, don't ever come over here. Y'all only let black folks in 20 years ago. Don't play that on me. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so I don't be messing with so, them. Yeah, I be letting them. I'm like, mm-mm. I was like, I don't believe in no religion. And only let black folks in 20 years ago. I'm good. Nah, nah. Y'all keep it right on over there. And they come to my door. I open it. So y'all can go ride your bike up to someone else's house. <laughs> right. Get some more exercise. Get you, get you some more exercise, fellas. In that hot heat out there. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling. <laughs> thank Nikki. you, sweetie. We appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. You have a good one. Peace. Oh, man. Um, and then I think Brent's calling. Yo, you're on with the Blackout Black tips. tips. Hello, everybody. Brent, what's up, what's up man? The star of the Brent Jones. I know. On Monday, <laughs> Bo's connection, <laughs> Bo's connection cut out on the Evening Jones, and Brent came through and held it down for like 10 minutes by himself. It was it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really thought it was going to be back in about two minutes. So, uh, you know, at first I was like, okay, I was just bugging around. And I said, okay, I guess I got to answer questions. And it really informed me of how dumb some of the questions are that they receive <laughs> on a nightly basis. Right. Yeah, a lot of well, people don't see the questions, but yes. Yeah, welcome to our world. Y'all, yes. y'all only see the questions that, that, we, that we accept. Accept, yeah. Y'all, yeah, don't, y'all, don't, see see the, y'all the, don't see the bullshit don't that comes up in there. Like somebody was asking me about O.J. Mayo. Right. Like, who really cares about O.J. Mayo at this point in his career? Right. Let, uh, the, when somebody was mom. somebody was asking about your hairline. It's like, what the fuck they got to do with sports? <laughs> Nothing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to hold this man's podcast. I mean, the hairline question is relevant to the evening, Jones, because, you know, we, we just like to talk about that. I mean, <laughs> I was so glad that they had this um, pre-Olympic game, pre-Olympic basketball friendly. He gave me another chance to talk about LeBron's headband and his hairline. I was just <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's different. But, you know, there are some people out there asking dumb questions. <laughs> but um, what I really wanted to comment on, um, I was um, looking and I saw, First of all, let me get this out of the way. On that thing where people don't take their kids to the doctors and stuff like that, yeah, they just pray for them. Um, prayer works. It does work, and I believe that you should pray because um, I believe that, that where two or three are gathered and the other guy will be in the midst. But God didn't say don't take your kids to the doctor. That ain't nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> and, and he didn't say don't be no fool either. <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't say that. He did not say that. In fact, when Jesus healed the lepers, he told them to go to the, go to the, um, go to the, go to the people to verify that they were clean and they were healed. Mm. So, you know, it, some, some people just don't, um, they, that's not, that's not a scripturally based, um, idea. Mm-mm. Their idea is not scriptural, is not based in scripture. But, um, but, um, what I really called in to talk about were these hecklers. And mm-hmm. I remember a time, I think it was like my freshman or my sophomore year at um, the JUCO I was at. I was at Darton College, and Roy Wood Jr. came like on a Thursday to, um, he did a comedy show during the lunch hour. And as you know, if you've been in school, Thursday is like the worst day to have anything on a college campus during the day. Because the classes don't run on the hour. They they start they, they get out at odd times like 125 wanna... yes. and 145. So it really wasn't a good good time to have Roy there. And um, ain't he a friend of the podcast too? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been on the show before, oh, man. We talked to him on Twitter. Roy yeah, I know and he's so actually uh, he's actually told us. I asked him about hecklers when he was on the show, and he said uh, he tries, you know, to be nice about it and all that stuff. He said, you know, he normally doesn't deal with it, but uh, he he, had, he said you can go on YouTube and find where he had to actually go in on some. So 
Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, he, he, um, and he did, you know, he made a, a comment or two about him because I actually knew the guy that was heckling him. But he didn't dwell on the situation. And he was, I'm not, I wasn't dying laughing at the time. I mean, he's funny, but I wasn't like, it wasn't, he, he wasn't really telling his big jokes. But the environment that he was in wasn't really conducive. And this is one thing we talked about because, you know, I was cool because he's from Birmingham. You know, that's right up the road for my people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and so I was talking with him. He said, man, you know, it's really not a, really not a um, conducive atmosphere for comedy. Mm-hmm. And so, so I said, I understand. I said, really, they brought you down here on the wrong day because Thursday is not a good day to have people. They should really, should really have had you here on a Wednesday when everybody is here and when things go on. But having you on Thursday really messed it up. And it just kind of put him in a bad situation. But I, I really think that if, that if you heckle a comedian, whatever happens to you is just what happens to you. I mean, why would you even go there? This dude is a professional at being funny and talking about people. Why would you then try to heckle the comedian? Yeah, it's not a good idea. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Now, I don't think that you should use racial slurs the way Kramer did, mm-hmm. or that you should. Um, and I don't know why I stand on the race issue because I didn't hear the actual joke. But you you can't just go out there and start heckling comedians and don't think and they're paid to be funny. I mean, think about it. they've grown up. They were so good at joking on people growing up that they made a career out of it. Say that again. <laughs> you really are asking for it. Why would you do that? It's just stupid. Yeah, I but, think I think the thing with the heckling is like is two issues at play here, and people yeah. keep lumping them in together. I think there's the heckling, and then there's the joke. And yeah, heck, it's not I think funny. yeah, I think heckling is, um, you know, it's one of those things where you like you said you run the risk. Of, of of having somebody go in on you now how they choose yeah. to go in on you you might be even more offended by how they choose to go in but like it's like the last thing i think you want to do with a comedian is attack them and then tell them this is where i'm well, this is where i'm weak. to have a mic <laughs> yeah and, and also you're revealing your weakness to them like this is what I'm sensitive about, rape. And then it's like, okay. And he's like, he tries to go on and you go, yeah, it can't be funny. You got to stop. And it's like, yeah, okay. See, I'm going to have to go ahead and roast you. Now, I'm not saying that he should have done whatever. I don't give a fuck, really. Honestly, uh, I would love to see video of it to, yeah, to, actually, to, actually, to see how it went really down. Because I think reading it, it feels more like, well, you should get raped by five guys right now. You know, shut the fuck up and get out. You know, it, it, it feels like that. But then knowing his style of stand up, I really sincerely doubt that and, he would even said something and, like that and, that way. And for me, Brent, the problem that I have, heckler's pissed me the hell off. I've paid fifty, sixty, seven, however much I pay for these tickets. I did not come here hell. to see you to 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 make terrible ass jokes and and holling shit. I didn't pay for that. That's what pisses me off. I didn't. Well, pay he, to see well, you. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, in all fairness. Uh, comedians do this every once in a while and he opened it up to the audience if going by the uh both accounts actually say that he kind of um opened it up for the audience but of like, what well, he story. said what well, he said well no, wait, actually i'm not sure both accounts do but i know the one account that the manager had was like he basically asked the audience like everything could be funny and there's nothing that can't be funny and so he was like name something that can't be funny and someone said rape and then it's like once you open up that interaction with the audience, someone might say some shit 
that doesn't but fit you with have your to program. Improv and roll with it though once they put it out there. Yeah, and that's right. And now his his, his his choice to roll with it was to you know, if you believe her account, which I'm not sure I do. Um, his 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 choice was to kind of roast her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was to, was to go in on her and someone yeah, he and, and, talked about Sandusky. Yeah, he could have talked about so much shit. Like, and to be quite honest, a lot of comedians would have handled that a different way because shit like that happens all the time. But um, he chose mm-hmm. to, he chose to handle it his way. And like I said, I'm I'm not even to the next part of judging him or de- de- demolishing him, admonishing him, um, because uh, honestly, I need to see tape. I've seen tape of all this exactly. other shit. We I don't see, know what happened, so yeah. we can't we can't criticize him for what he did. Uh, her for what she did without actually looking at and and watching tape because we weren't there. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I need. Seen I would, and we haven't heard it. We right. don't know we wasn't there. I would love to see the tape, and I really am reserving my judgment till I see something. Yeah, another thing, man. I really like the um guest you had on this week. Um, I can't think of the name of them. Amber. Of the Amber P. Amber. Amber P. Bob. P. Amber P. Yeah. Yes, Miss Amber P. I saw her. Now she is mighty blessed, I must say. I saw a picture of one of her little YouTube videos, whatever. She is mighty blessed woman, I must mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she got some big knockers on her. So yeah. I, I yeah, see, she's admitted that, yes. Yeah, Brent, I, I can see why she may have to make her own pace. Why does Brent talk like, Brent, you talk like you 50, man. You was like, she got some nice knockers on her, you know. She is mighty blessed. Like, that's how my he dad. He is 50 in well, his soul. My granddad talk about well, You know, I try to be nice about the way I say it. You know, I don't want to be like, damn, that, that motherfucker got some big ass shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be nice, man, and say the night. Plus, I'm on my way to church, so and I'm on my way to college, so I have to get my, I have to get my, get your mind right. The, yeah, I gotta get my mind right. Oh so, God. Yeah, I, I gotta make sure I, I gotta oh, get my mind right. So, yeah, I feel you. She, she blessed though. Anyway, and um. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, and um, uh, man, Claron and Laron. What are, what are names? Clarion. <laughs> Clarion. Saron, Russell, and Larion. Claron, yeah. Claron, Russell, and Larion. <laughs> I really, I really like them, man. They were some good guests. I haven't, I haven't finished that entire show yet, but um, I really enjoy listening to them, and I enjoy listening to their thoughts. And it was funny when dude was talking about he was going to get his money. He, it, was, it was real funny. Though. Oh, man. Yeah, that oh, was he, he good. He meant that from his soul. He was not playing. Y'all on the list. <laughs> Said he was on Facebook <laughs> looking for that dude. <laughs> he can be rich. He don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's coming back for his $90. You better, you better not die early. He's going to come to your funeral and talk about you. <laughs> yeah, so Roman. <laughs> show up for that $90. So Roman and Larry were, were great guests, and so was Amber. They man. were. I got I to gotta go see Sarone stand up at some point. Man. Yeah, we gotta go oh, yeah. check him out live that dude, one that day. That dude is hilarious. Did you see Spider Man yet? Yeah, I yes, saw Spider Man. We had we did a spoiled movie review. It should be out later on this weekend. Okay. So uh, everybody go check that, that out. That event was I correct? Uh, about what event? I, about um, Spider Man. I tweeted about I tweeted, I tweeted at you about that. I, I, I predicted. I predicted the rating that that, I, that you would give it. Was oh, I correct? I don't remember, man. Uh, honestly. Oh. Uh, All right. I, well, I won't yeah. give it away on the podcast. I won't give it away on the podcast, but you know, I, I did enjoy it. It wasn't a yeah. super fantastic movie for me, but it was, uh, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, check out Spoiled yeah. Movie Reviews, though, man. Uh, y'all, y'all do that. I will. You got, you got one more thing, man? Okay, man. I got one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to say hey to my Twitter wife, Miss Lizzie. How you doing? I ain't heard from you in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to my good friend, 
my good friends over at the Cold Sliver Podcast, where we do the raffle cast every now and then, where I'm one of the featured raffle casters. Um, also, I'd like to say hey to, um, hey to um, Nick Jew. I ain't heard from you in a while. You ain't been tweeting at me lately. I thought you were my buddy. <laughs> it's Nick Jew. And then um, Malcolm. Can't forget Malcolm. This is dedicated to you. Dedicated to you. And um, I'll be hollering at y'all because by this time next Saturday, we will be talking about how awesome Dark Knight Rises was. Uh, so, oh, so. yes. We I took the day off work, work my brother. Yeah, we'll what be there. I forgot. It's, it's, it's next week. We'll be doing that next, next week. week. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. We already got oh, our tickets. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, then, man. Well, I got to get through this rehearsal. So All right, right man. Good, good luck, man. Hope you, see some, hope you see some nice motherfucking titties on the way over there. Peace, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, where are we at? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we were doing the Tosh point old thing and uh oh the Daniel Tosh comments. Um yeah, we were talking about dads. So he says, um, I some I sometimes wish I could give all white people a mandatory update for them to download it to their brains. I will give them the Louis C. K. update because he is one of the few white people who seem to get it. His stand up being white is awesome and true to the point where it's almost it almost makes me cringe. I couldn't imagine how a white person would would feel. Karen, the timing of the tweet july 4th for show played a part in how hypersensitive these few white people reacted shit like this was funny to some uh to some the same white people in the 90s huh shit like this was funny to some to the same white people in the 90s yes having twitter and other forms of social media today does play a part yes there Mm -hmm. were there were complaints before, but now they're getting louder and more aggressive. Yeah. But I feel it's for other reasons. This kind of humor is not new, and Chris Rock's comedy, as well as other black and white comedians, have dealt with this sort of subject matter since before acts like Richard Pryor. Here's my theory. Maybe it's because things don't change. Maybe it's because we have a black president now. Maybe because you have so many blacks piercing that glass ceiling of corporate, political, academic, and financial success, etc. Maybe they feel either... Cons- consciously or subconsciously that all of this is a threat to their social standing of white privilege in america and jokes like that are no longer funny maybe they are paranoid or to of some sort of long over overdue comeuppance but maybe i'm wrong uh oh from the sea says dads is so right up here in canada we all love to pat ourselves on the back for having no slavery actually that was just as much uh, there, there was just as much in colonial Canada as in the States, except that the British abolished it before we actually became an official country. We white people need to accept history and stop pretending it doesn't matter. Whenever my people act like stuff from back then isn't applicable, applicable, I, uh, ask them if they think the border is applicable because it was established just as long ago. Try crossing the border with no passport and telling those guards to get over it that was so long ago. Fuck white bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 and it's cool, man. Yeah, I think a lot of people get it though, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people just don't want to get it. Like, I yeah. really think that's what a lot of it is. Like, they they would have to think about something, and, and they're they not have trying to, to think, have and, feelings. They don't yeah. want to feel. So, and, they, and then they don't want to say, "Well, this might come from a racial place, from a privileged place, from a whatever place." It's like all of a sudden I gotta think, you know, me think about me and and think about well, why did I come up with this opinion? And that shit costs. Guess what? Work. 
also i think um a lot of white people don't like to think that they had any sort of advantage or leg up in this country nope because they feel like it devalidates what they're what they've accomplished as a person and it doesn't you know so it's like oh no you're saying that um this happened so that means that uh you know i'm a uh I, that my success is just because i'm white and i haven't worked hard and that that's not true and it's like that's not really what it means but if you start feeling paranoid and defensive about it what can i do to stop you i can't that's true you're just gonna walk away and not want to discover or discuss this stuff all right uh let's get to the emails uh blackouts at gmail.com and of mm-hmm. course phone lines are still open to the end of the show uh and, uh, and the phone is still 704-557-0186 uh sean says drive through fuckery just listen to episode 326 motherfuckery about the fuckery surrounding mcdonald's double drive through lanes and three windows reminded me of how me and my boys turned our wendy's into a one window restaurant in high school we used to just cut the car off in the pay here window and pick up their food for free at the pickup window shit worked f- for like a month before it became a one window operation cut the car off in the pay here window and pick up their food for free at the pickup window oh mm. so they would the car would be waiting for their food and they would just pull into the lane and the while, while, the, while the one person is paying for their food in the pay window they go to their they go to the front window and pick up the food that's that's dirty Oh. We also used to hit double window drive throughs and order a bunch of crazy specific food and then just dip out without paying so the next cat in line gets fucked. Karma bit us in the ass on that one, though. My car broke down at the order box of Taco Bell after we ordered $30 worth of extra this slash none of that. Shaking my head, not proud of these moments, but they're funny. At Haterade Showers. A uh, shower is, I guess, is on Twitter. Damn, that's dirty, man. Mm-hmm. You are so. I hope you don't never own a restaurant because they're gonna be robbing the shit out of your ass <laughs> for karma. Mm-hmm. Our prayers have been answered from Sam. Uh, she says, "Hey guys, hope all is well. Another great show. Just wanted to say that I really enjoy Amber as a guest. Since now I have caught up on all your episodes, I'm struggling. To, I'm struggling to find other podcasts to fill my workday. Since you had Mr. Gates on the show, I have also caught up on all his shows too. I was wondering if Karen could give a list of her top seven podcasts that she listens to." I know that you, Rod, have mentioned podcasts that you listen to, but a lot of them focus mainly on sports and other things that I am not interested in. So fuck you, Rod. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Karen has some. She didn't put that part. So I'm hoping that Karen has some podcasts that I could check out that might pique my interest. Karen, you, you got uh, some podcasts to suggest for? Uh, some of them, a lot of the ones that you you listen to. Where's my forty acres? No, Karen, I only listen to stuff she's not interested in. But go ahead. <laughs> Where's my forty acres? The Insanity Check Hot Pod Podcast. Roderick has uh, another one. Uh, Coffee with Queens is a new one that I'm on. I'm really I'm really enjoying that one. I listen to that too, so she probably wouldn't like it. Uh, Chonella dot com. Oh, I listen to them. I'm sorry, Sam. The Span Report with Mr. Span. Damn, that's my nigga too. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Sam. I was hoping she would have some I don't listen to. Um, you're not going to like any of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> sad, really. Isn't that sad? Well, she doesn't want my suggestions because, you know, I listen to some bullshit. And, and Karen, you're naming stuff I listen to. That's all I'm saying. Anymore? Uh, I think we see how I don't remember how many that was. Seven. She wants seven. You, I don't know. Yeah, like five or four. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. That was that seven? 
that's fine that works that's six i think that's six well don't don't get hung up on the numbers okay it's, well, i was well, just asking well, if you had more it's all off the top of the okay. head so. yeah it's just all off the top of the head if i if i put put out my, my phone i can get you all of them but but those are the the ones that's in my uh rotation the most i listen to all types of podcasts but those are the ones in my rotation the most all right cool and in response to my last email about the age thing i think what i was saying was misinterpreted i guess i was speaking from a personal standpoint and not so much from a legal standpoint or what should be deemed acceptable i was just trying to say that age was just one factor not the determining factor in my situation um yeah i agree obviously uh i, I mean i'm not saying i don't I don't know if it was misinterpreted or not. It's been so long ago, honestly. I don't remember Sam. But um, we were kind of talking collectively about the people who were writing in to kind of defend the age thing or at least Mm -hmm. to say that it worked out for them. It was all people that were young. It was nobody that was old Mm -hmm. because we know, I think, people, the older people at that age know that that shit is taboo. And the younger people are like, what? why not? You know, you're establishing your bounds. But... Older people know, like, yeah, this is not right. I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be twenty five dating a sixteen year old. No, that's right. I'm not gonna write a show and tell them why I'm right and they're wrong. You know, that's right. Asking you well received. The new Steve Harvey show will be premiering sometime in the fall. Set your DVR immediately, if not before. I know that you have to be super excited that such a great man and relationship mastermind. <laughs> has finally been given the opportunity to spread his word to the masses. Now all women will be able to find great men like him. We might even be so lucky that Tyrese will be a guest. Thank you for all that you do. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Yeah, the new Steve Harvey show? That must be like live on TV or something. Man, don't give me the line. I don't keep up with that. Me either, because I was like, you got a radio show. I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't know, dog. uh... Okay, good luck, Steve. Black nigga writes in. Oh, what a name. Nigga, yeah, I am back. Well, shit, I was out of town, went into this store to get that crown, nigga. And nigga, there were, <laughs> there they were, about drop my phone trying to take this shit. The dude asked me what I was doing. I said, taking a fucking picture. Now, think, thinking back, I was out of town drinking some, getting some more drink. Dumb. He could have cut the shit out of me. Now, y'all would have been reading about this first black nigga that was cut up on some sword shit. Sometimes I don't be thinking. Yeah. But check, check out that picture. A bad mix on a chill. Oh, and chill. I don't, I know why you didn't have no voice for a while because Mario Chalmers put some dick to it. Sincerely, black nigga. All his, his entire emails in caps lock and red like the word, the words of an angry Jesus. A very angry Jesus. <laughs> And uh, the the picture is just a picture of a bunch of liquor, but it's got three swords on display in front of the liquor. So wow, yeah, that that's that's weird and dangerous. I wouldn't drink there. And me either. Uh, that's a sign I need to go. Oh my God, what the fuck? LOL from Mudro. Good morning. I'm sending this email while looking at a training and listening to the latest podcast with Sarome and Larian. This shit is hilarious. Caps lock. I just want to give y'all props that y'all are the best caps lock. Y'all have <laughs> y'all have a chemistry that can't be replicated nor fake. Karen is so naive and innocent when she t- tanks th- certain things. <laughs> Shout out to Hot Fire Podcast uh, to Hot Fire Podcast, which y'all put me on. I've been a fan since I heard about you on the Morning Jones in like 2010. Every time 9:30 came around, I had to listen because you always came with the heat for five to seven minutes. When I realized you had a show. 
yes y'all are a staple of my week and those two and a half to three hour shows keep my work day and my car rolling people always so, so quick to hate and write down something hateful but i just needed to take time out to write something good about the podcast hold it down mudro thank you those are actually my favorite emails thank the, you the ones where they're not telling me how to do my job or why karen sucks uh <laughs> so like just what's wrong with just loving us yeah i love we'll taking love. love yes we will nicole jew wrote uh, nick the jew says amber alert hey rod and karen it's been a while since i wrote into the show first off hey boo to everyone i hey boo second <laughs> I really enjoy Amber on the show. I think she and I may have been separated at birth. Well, hopefully not, because I might have a little crush on her. She was a wonderful guest, so I went and checked out the podcast. Good stuff. So I became a rapper over the weekend. Twitter is so awesome. (laughs) Before I even wrote a line, I had a crew. By the end of the day, I had haters that said my bars needed work. But I had been a rapper for like 10 hours, so whatever. Everybody can't. That's how I go, Nick Jew. Everybody can't win an Oscar on their first movie. Either way, be on the lookout. I'm inspired by Two Chains and Childish Gambino. Reggie wants to, to feature on my yet to be written, recorded, or released single. I'm on my way. Dragon, <laughs> Dragonfly Jones is tweeting some Paul Wall lyrics, and that, and then you played that Silk the Shocker. I believe that was the final sign. I need to be, I need it from above to let me know it's cool for me uh i guess to be a rapper so yes so this morning my coworker asked me what happens when i when a check bounces i'm still mad about it how am i supposed to know i bounced one check in my life my president is black and my blank account is two bars <laughs> <laughs> shout out to tina face she says <laughs> nick cute um roderick did you call mama d a hood wolf i don't know what that is but i'm crying okay that's it peace nick did you i don't remember what i said uh, but yeah that's how uh, did but uh yeah uh i appreciate you uh writing in uh much success on your, your rap uh, career rap career you let us know when the track is done we'll definitely uh play some of it on the show we and, will uh, you know i'll dust off the old microphone maybe i can get a feature with reggie and we can uh we can we can have like our own little crew uh i, I want to be rg lover always <laughs> always great uh says damian jackson What's shaking 10 star rod and 10 star karen i love the podcast this email is about the show with larry and sarone man y'all niggas had me dying talking about the cookout laws and that bag of seasoning and that darn bottle i personally have an uncle that i can't fucking stand who is a complete loser but when that nigga gets on that grill it's like heaven's part for t- it's like the heavens part for that time and through god's grace i get along with that nigga he has taught me all of his grill tricks and secrets and everything but the minute the grill cools off it's back to the hatfields and mccoys for us love the show keep up the great work and i look will keep supporting as much as i can peace by the way that silk the shocker shit was too funny it also made me realize how fucked up my taste in music was sheesh yeah uh, for a lot of people it did through that k-bad sheesh on there um Aslan Aslan says, gay A's blood. Oh, I, I don't want to read this one. I might oh. get some. It obviously isn't from a real man. <laughs> or a real woman for that fact. I let's, know, right? Let's not come down too hard on Lil Scrappy because he is not the only ignorant person in the room when it comes to being afraid of gay AIDS blood. He is joined by the American Blood Center, the Red Cross, and a host of other organizations who will not allow gay men to donate blood. As a matter of oh. fact, gay men worldwide are barred from donating blood with ironically gay 
which but ironically gay women are not i donate blood and always find it funny when the question is uh that's asked on the application for giving blood is have you ever had sex with a man even once well, damn i didn't know they had a questionnaire he's like if they didn't add even once i would have forgot about that one night Anyway, just saying, Scrappy might have gotten his archaic ideas about male homosexuality, or male homosexual blood from the very people who collect our blood. Hollywood Larian, I hear you when you say that a lot of stuff from my college years was horrible rap. For the most part, I agree. But you mentioned Pastor Troy. I can't agree with you that, or can't agree with you uh, there, buddy. His first album, I Declare War, was and still is a classic. I can slide the CD in and still appreciate it. Um, I'll just answer for larry here and say nigga that's you like that shit like even when it came out it wasn't like no five mic classic you know like as far as universally appreciated i mean and don't we all have albums like that i could throw in half a meal's album and still bang that shit i could throw in nori but that shit ain't no fucking classic man like it's not universally appreciated as a classic i mean a lot of people think nori is garbage which he is but i fucks with that album so and I'm not saying Pastor is garbage. I don't listen to him enough to even say he is. Just trust me on that. I'm just saying that if Larry thinks that dude is garbage and you think he's classic, that's not really that doesn't really mean anything. Just y'all just got different opinions. Lastly, Rod, you have been G checking slash correcting Karen a lot lately. <laughs> Karen, you been feeling like I've been correcting you a lot lately? Well, I have been tanking it like really, really bad tanking. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and I, I, I mean, it's all in humor and fun. I mean, I'm not chastising you or trying to keep you from being you or keep you from talking. Anything. Nah, nigga, let me be great. Oh no, <laughs> I quit the show. <laughs> now I'm, you can, you told Harpo to beat me, Aslan. I sure did, and he better beat you again, bitch, when you get home. Uh, <laughs> let her live. Let her live a little, bruh. Not saying, not trying to be rude, because I have respect for you both. Just giving a little constructive criticism. Um, yeah, you're right, man. I need to just change the entire way our marriage is structured <laughs> and uh, how we talk to each other. And yeah, I didn't realize that I was being so blatant and just, you know, cutting Karen off and not letting her cook. I know, Beyonce. You know, it's all about you. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, other person in the band whose name I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Here's the thing, man. Um, seriously though, uh, there's a couple things. One, tanking is funny. It happens to me. It happens to I our guests a lot. Larry and check me when I take uh, when I said Tracy Murray on Thursday. Yes, you did, sir. So I don't see anything wrong with that. It's nothing's wrong with it's funny. You just roll with it, and we really do believe that nothing's wrong with it's funny. Um, and it's not like I'm picking on Karen. And then no, you're not picking on me. You know. And then there's times where um, like. Karen will be making a point about something and I feel like both of us need to do this. It's our job to make sure that for a listener, a listener's perspective, that we are clear and precise yeah. on what we mean. You know, because we have a feedback show for a reason. The shit gets long when shit when we're sitting around explaining and re-explaining and explaining what we really meant and how it was taken and this is a more let me clarify. You know, we have fucking three weeks of shit about fucking devil's advocate. So like Yes, it is good that we are clear. And it's not like I'm being tough on Karen. I'm not disrespecting her. I'm not uh, cutting her off. Uh, a lot of times I say stuff to to get Karen to talk more because it's like, clarify that. 
you know make the case for what you just said mm-hmm. because if i'm a listener I, i'm like well she didn't really make her case she just kind of said something boom you know and i would hope that she would see the same things in me you know like there's times where karen's has been like well what did you mean by that and i'm like oh okay well this is what i meant you know it does it doesn't have to be um you know and, and also we got a marriage here bro uh we've been doing this a lot longer than we've been doing this podcast i think we'll be all right <laughs> i hope we will yeah I, i'm pretty sure when the mic's off um or sometimes if it's on if i was if karen was feeling like i wasn't letting her cook she would let me know i sure would sir yeah like y'all know what we allow you to know through the show <laughs> that's, that's that's as far as that goes so yeah we we got our own little product here we're working on it but um yeah that uh, yeah if you've been seeing that then either you're feeling kind of sensitive about it or you're feeling like uh uh tanking and and joking on that you don't get to joke about what's funny about tanking and calling it out oh man i I tank bad yeah really really bad and it's funny (laughs) yes it is it's not like and sometimes i I catch my own tanks yeah also, (laughs) also man who the fuck are these people that will let someone be wrong to to keep the peace and and fuck up that person. Now they walking out the house with this with this dumbass <laughs> shit. No, I really hope that people do that. Like, like you know, when you do a show with somebody and you see like, yeah, they wrong. Like I see that all the time. I listen to other people's podcasts and it's just a fucking bubble of two people that agree or some shit or three people that agree or yeah, four that- people and it's just basically sucking each other off. Of like we agree on everything, nigga. That's funny when someone fucks up. What's wrong with that? Yeah, and a lot of times, uh, me and Roddick don't always see eye to eye. Yeah, it happens. Nothing wrong with that. Yo, Yo. what's up, Larry? What's going on, man? Hey, Chilling. babes. Ain't too much. Listen, I just had to clear up that whole Pastor Troy shit. Listen, man, that nigga was trash. Continued to be trash his entire career. I'm from the South when he was growing up. This shit was garbage. I think maybe Wack Rappers can make classic albums. I think Nori's album is a classic. Yeah. It really, it's really fucking good. Me too. Like, I mean, and he's terrible, but he got worse. He's one of the few rappers that actually got really, really bad afterwards. He wasn't great then, because yeah, you could quote lyrics that are really bad. I know the Cocker Spanish shit. It's just really ridiculous. Yeah. But the album itself wasn't actually that bad. Literally. He just got really, really shitty as time went on. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's not that... Um it's just a difference of opinion. It doesn't mm-hmm. like you know how much shit I listen to where it's like a nigga will walk in the room and be like, "Yeah, that you shit whack," and I'm like, "Bullshit off, yes sir." Yeah, that is not gonna affect my life, dog. Roger gonna, looks at me all the time when I be playing some bullshit. Like, I don't care. Our opinions are not that fucking important. Like, Larry, and, I, I don't like Young Jeezy. Larry and loves Young Jeezy. We cool. I don't like. Uh, I don't like the. Yeah, I don't like the Ambition album. He made me do Childish Gambino lyrics on purpose. Right. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> like it's, only, it's only funny. Once it stops being fun, I really don't care to discuss the shit no more, to be honest. Right, right, right. All about the jokes. I, I tell people all the time, man, like, you know, I be careful talking about these niggas rappers, man. They be ready to fight, man. Yeah, They want to find your address. Like, wait a minute, hold on now. How many checks he cutting you? Right. <laughs> That's talking right. talking about my favorite rappers. I do not care. <laughs> what happens most of the time? I just get a little dismissive is all. I just go, oh, okay. We're through talking. It's, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not really an angry thing. And part of my voice, I, it's, it's still fucked up from laughing at the show the other day. Oh, that's all good, man. I'm, I'm actually yeah, thinking of... I'm actually thinking of instituting some new shit. I'm going to unveil on the world uh, to go with my, it's okay. Like my okay tweet 
it's good, you know, for dismissing people. But I think I got some new shit that I'm holding on to. I oh, probably man. I go into it tomorrow on a, a new way to get under people's skin when uh, you don't agree with them. That's a yeah. good man. You, I, I can't wait to see it unleashed because OOK was. I remember when that first got like released on Twitter. I don't know who started it. That makes a lot oh, of people angry. Especially okay. people that want to fuss and argue with you, boy. Ain't nothing worse than OK is good because OK, like I, like when I started using OK, it was in response to the people that was coming up with uh, dumb shit to say, like uh, too long, didn't care, or uh, you know, nobody cares, or something like that. It's like respond back to that, okay. That's all you gotta do, dog. Like, cause they hoping for a reaction. Yep. And right. Like they, they hope. You don't know what that reaction really means. Are they upset? Are they really okay? Yeah. You don't even know. Did I say okay and suck my teeth, or did I just say okay and look at the next tweet and not say and not even say anything? Right. You will never know. Fuck, like, oh, he ain't mad. Yeah. He's not upset. Like, people make fun of that, but that really is, like, the number one rule on Twitter is you can't react. Can't react, You know, you got to just, if you give them what they want, you're going to get annihilated, man. Once you, I wouldn't hide for over a week behind some socks. Right. <laughs> I mean, in a bad picture, because that was no winning. Once there was no W to be found within this situation. Once you I react. I did a whole show explaining it just because so I could be like, how could I win on Twitter? See, by the time I did the show, everybody at the end was really like, oh, okay, well, shit, I guess that, that makes sense. <laughs> every time I gave them, you know, an hour and a half of what happened, you know, and let them ask questions, everybody was like, well, damn, the jokes ain't quite as funny. Well, once you, once you, uh, once you do react to something like that, you have to go all the way in. So I've tried not to react because I it's it's you don't have a middle ground on Twitter really. It's either react and then be like, Yeah, nigga and, and you a bitch or, or, or don't say or just be like, Okay. And so I chose Okay. That's what I work with right now. And I like I said, I'm unveiling the new shit tomorrow. And uh I y'all new shit. Y'all will I might try to troll you just to see the shit. I'm I like, found it I found it on accident, dog. I found that shit on accident and I, I said that shit and this nigga unfollowed me and he never responded back and I was like, Ooh now what did I say? I went back to the tweets like, Ooh, I think I found something here. <laughs> that sounded like he heard this feelings. Oh man. But yeah, anyway, nah, I ain't gonna hold y'all up, man. I know it's probably sushi hour or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm definitely doing very first part of the show. Definitely doing sushi tonight, man, or this afternoon, man. But yeah, let me move okay. on, bro. Appreciate you calling in, Thank and uh, thanks you. for being on the show. Peace. Peace. Think uh, Larry like his new music? I think he does. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think he paid that shit no attention, sir. Nah, he'll he might see it if he ever listens to the show. Oh, um, he gonna go back and listen? Like, oh, them niggas was getting on me. <laughs> uh, keep up. He says, keep up the good work. Oh, and Jeff Van Gundy was a good coach. Took the AC. That, well, see, now you're fucking up. You like Pastor Troy. <laughs> and you think Jeff Van Gundy is a good coach? <laughs> the fuck out of here. Uh, took the AC to Knicks with choke you out, Sprewell, and bad knees. Houston to the finals. Uh, that's a good coach. First of all, wasn't that during the lockout season? I think. I'm was. pretty sure that was during the lockout season. Um, but even still, uh, he also had uh, broke back LJ on that team and everything. Um, here's the problem with that whole philosophy though um he was only able to coach when his best players were hurt oh mm. he had t- more talent on that roster and couldn't get shit done had an a seed with the knicks why were they an a seed in the first place hello that nigga is whack and i don't like his attitude 
uh last email in the bleachers what up rod and karen grilling and chilling is the title of this email what up rod and karen get away from that grill rodney uh bust your chops <laughs> he do he do tell your name what baby bust your chops at the turn of the century wearing very long sideburns calling mutton chops or lamb call mutton chops or lamb chops was in vogue lamb chop sideburns also made a comeback in the late 1960s a bust in the chops was to get hit in the face since mutton chops are no longer considered high fashion the term has become to be figurative rather than literal um so there's that he says and i say fuck that leroy jenkins was selling was selling lamb chops and the house used to come harass him and steal his chops instead of uh putting him in jail and uh <laughs> that's right he would be like don't bust my chops i'm sticking with that shit because that's better yes it is <laughs> that, that shit in that christmas ethics that's what i'm contributing to oh yes we, that we, that is fact now sir fact <laughs> that's what i'm that's what the black guy who tells us contributed to the history to the history books man i'm i'm putting that on wikipedia uh as for ah! as, as citing sarone russell as as sarone russell put it the scholar of 2012 uh, as for gas pumping man i apply yeezy for that now in my real life i pump all the gas just drove to michigan with my girlfriend and every time we stopped i pumped the gas but more power to kanye for not being strapped down by the harsh forced roles of society as for me i'm a lot more like larian i will literally lose my mind if she tries to pump the gas i almost had to go crazy on her when i pumped the gas ran inside to grab some beef jerky and then came back and she was in the driver's seat i tapped on the window i was like um you sit over there i'm the driver obviously <laughs> obviously i would never say bitch because i'm not a g like larian grilling is my shit i'm pretty <laughs> pretty sure larry wouldn't say bitch to his woman either no that's, i think that's the joke that's how you get cut grilling is, grilling is my shit i'm the grill master vegetables on the grill all meats including fish whole chickens on the grill i heard you guys crock pot show while i was while, while i like chili in the crock pot i'm very anti crock pot in general most mostly because i like being super involved in my cooking which grilling requires i've been trying to f- teach the girlfriend how to tell how done a steak is by touch uh we've already moved past the is the chicken done lesson where i just poke it and no um <laughs> and not no like n-o but k-n-o-w i'm sorry but feces in his mouth would never not be funny when that part of the clip played i almost died yeah we almost missed that and had to re, re- rewind yes i recommend that larian be on the show forever and always because he is hilarious yes. we love larian uh well i've got a long saturday of drinking to do mostly all day today i'm gonna drink and cook this whole chicken that i got and use my fry daddy to make fries and fried cheeses great meeting you a couple weeks ago tammy was so hard in the paint now we have an inside joke rod (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we do uh i did get to meet uh mike felder and uh now to describe um and uh and rick uh like on at a bar one day i forgot to bring it up on the show that's how i'm I'm a i'm a horrible uh quote-unquote celebrity (laughs) yeah i don't consider myself a celebrity like i just showed up hung out with them was like oh that was cool went home i didn't even think like oh i should probably talk about this on the show that's fans of the show i was just like uh yeah we hung out was i'm just a nigga man <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we ain't nobody we just niggas hanging out now that's all but uh, i guess that is kind of a big deal so yeah that was cool man uh take care easy rod and karen so yeah yeah he and his dad vouched for him that he is a grill master because uh his dad is on twitter too and he let us know you know 
So, all right, man. I think that's it for today. Uh, tomorrow we'll have a show at the usual time, 7 p.m. Uh, Sunday night. Um, I don't know who the guests will be yet, so we'll either have them or not. You'll show up at 7 and find out, nigga. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Hit all this up to blackouttips.com. Email us to blackouttips at gmail.com. Call the show 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail throughout the week. Talk to us live on Saturday mornings. Um, we appreciate you. You listeners. We do. Y'all make this shit worth doing. Every single one of you. Shut up, Karen. I'm talking. Oh, I'm the man and I have to correct you. Do I need to cut you, Beyonce? <laughs> right. My daddy say I'm the lead singer. You listen here right now, right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can um, definitely um, check us out. Um, TheBlackOutTips.com. Make sure you're donating. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're uh, buying stuff from the store. And if you buy stuff from, something from the store, take a picture in it. Send it to us, man. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes, man. We appreciate that stuff. Uh, it helps spread the word for the show and tells people that you actually do like us. And I think you do like us, don't you? You like us, please? Do. Um so, uh, yeah, until next time, follow us on Twitter at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. The show Twitter is at TBGWT. Um, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. So, uh, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah. What you doing? Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty, pronounced with the Humpty. Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to funk thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. I'm stepping tall, y'all. And just like Humpty Dumpty, you're gonna fall when the stereos pump me. I like the rhyme. I like my beats funky. I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. I'm sick with this. Straight gangster Mac. But sometimes I get ridiculous I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice Oh, yo, fat girl Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I call you fat Look at me, I'm skinny It never stopped me from getting busy I'm a freak I like the girls with the boom I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom I'm crazy Allow me to amaze thee They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me I'm still getting in the girls' dance And I even got my own dance Nose will tickle your rear. My nose is big. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not ashamed. Big like a pickle. I'm still getting paid. I get laid by the ladies. You know I'm in charge. Both how I'm living and my nose is large. I get stupid. I shoot an arrow like Cupid. I use a word that don't mean nothing. Like looped it. I sang on do what you like. And if you missed it, I'm the one who said just grab them in the biscuits. Also told you that I like to bite. Well, yeah, I guess it's obvious. I also like to write. All you had to do was give Humpty a chance. And now I'm gonna do my dance. The Humpty dance. Come on, yeah, sexy lady. Do the humpty hop. Come on, uh, I'll do the humpty hop.
that bass groove right here. I do real, do real, do real, do real. Ah, yeah. Now that I told y'all a little bit about myself, let me tell you a little bit about this dance. It's real easy to do. Check it out. First I limped to the side like my legs was broken. Shaking and twitching, kinda like I was smoking. Crazy, whack, funky. People say you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. That's alright, cause my body's in motion. It's supposed to look like a fit or a convulsion. Anyone can play this game. This is my dance, y'all. Humpty Hump's my name. No two people will do it the same. You got it down when you appear to be in pain. Humping, funking, jumping. Gig around, shaking your rump. And when a doo-doo chump punk points a finger like a stunt, tell him step off. I'm doing the hump. The Humpty Dance is your chance. 